Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome Ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show Coming at you not quite live From the K-Compound In Boca Raton, South Florida USA Man Oh boy, I don't know what to tell you about this one. Uh, this was supposed to be out Tuesday. It is now late Thursday evening, a.k.a. Friday. And uh, where we're at right now is it's been a myriad. Sometimes, listen, what's the expression? Sometimes, sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. And uh, I'm just, I just don't want to put a mediocre freaking thing out to you guys. So... Uh, we had a rescheduling of the interview with Cassie. Uh, we had a couple of hiccups and issues and communication issues. And we eventually got that interview done, which was great. And she was awesome. And it was great to have her. Uh, and then I did do the news separately. And so the news was like ready to go. The whole thing was supposed to be like ready to go on Tuesday. And then we had like a little bit of a mix up. And uh, that's why this happened. And so I recorded the news, recorded some other stuff, and then I did the emails the next day, and then we had the interview with Cassie, and then I had a busy, busy work day, uh, Wednesday and early today, so I wasn't able to get to it. So now I take everything home. Everything's recorded now, at least, uh, interview and everything, and plan was tonight we're going to edit it. plan was this morning we're going to edit it, but then I got called into work early, so tonight we're going to edit it, and uh, just uh, it's going to take a little while, but we'll have it to you tonight slash tomorrow, meaning Thursday slash Friday. So we spend the time editing. It's taking a while, piecing it together. Since every time you kind of record in different pieces, you have to kind of make sure the the broadcast the broadcast the broadcast sounds uh, you know seamless. So you want to make sure that happens. So I go to do that. Lo and behold, I go to put everything together. I have all my you know audio ready, and then I go to play it back, and I see that the intro and cruise news that I recorded was like I did that one time where. It didn't pick up on the microphone, the dynamic microphone. It picked up on the computer microphone. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. We got to do I'm like, And then I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that to the cone. So I'm not going to do that. We're going to try to turn pro here. We're going to try to do our thing. And uh, it is what it is. So what did we talk about at the top of that show? Oh, yeah. What we talked about at the top of that show is it is right now. I'll give you the time. It's uh, 1.48 in the morning. <laughs> got to work tomorrow all night. But we're gonna we 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 bang for you guys. You know what I mean. We 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 show out for you guys here. We want to make sure that we put a show out for you guys. That's good. So what we talked about at the top of the show that I will I will repeat is that St. Thomas slash Eastern Caribbean thing. Now again, I know I come off as the cruise cynic and the cruise Debbie Downer sometimes. But just think of me like a, a thick, put me on that wall. You know what I mean? I'm looking out for the consumers. I'm here to identify stuff. It's not me trying to put a damper on your vacation. It's not me saying that I don't like cruising or I'm starting to get sick of cruising. I love cruising. But when something wacky happens, we're going to bring it out to you. 
And, you know, through no plans or anything, there was no announcements that I could see or anything like that. And I did put this in the Cruises Lounge on Facebook. What is up with no more New York sailings to the Caribbean, to the Eastern Caribbean? What's going on with that? You basically are stuck unless there's a special occasion type cruise, which I looked it up. So I did a search to find out if I wanted to go between the months of March and September. I think it was September. Maybe it may have been August. If I wanted to go from New York to the Eastern Caribbean, a.k.a. St. Thomas, what what are my options? There are three sailings and they're all carnival on the sunrise, a.k.a. I'm doing a lot of a.k.a.s this episode, aren't I? That's get, that can be, I could see how that be, can be kind of like, uh, you know, you want to punch me in the face for that. What makes you want to punch people in the face? I start to worry about myself and my demeanor and uh, I guess, what would you say, my uh, temperament when, and again, I know this is me. I have to say it's me. I get it. But when people start doing that floss dance, I want to hit them with my car. That's what I want to do. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to run them over, and I'm not saying that I should have that emotion. I'm telling you, I'm coming to you, Coens. I'm telling you, there's there's an issue there with me. But when they do that floss dance that uh, got made famous by uh, the Katy Perry dancer on SNL, where he looks like he's in a trance, and now everybody's got to do that floss dance, and half the people do it right, half the people don't do it. I don't care. The better they do it, the more accurate they do it. The more I want to run them over, and the more, the higher the speed limit I want, the higher the the speed I want to be at when I do run them over with my car. Um, but yeah, that's for me, guys. That's for me to work on. I got to figure that out. Why? Why though? Why that runs through me? But I mean, uh, is anybody with me in that thinking that we should at least kind of leave that in 2018, please? With the flossing, it's got to stop. Um, all right. So well, why did I even talk about what what drives me nuts? So. What we were talking about was why there is no St. Thomas Eastern Caribbean cruise visits out of New York. And I looked at it, and I saw that if you wanted to go on this sailing, you had to take the Carnival Sunrise out of New York, which is basically the Carnival Triumph. Which, you know, you know, right there, you got a 50-50 shot of that thing, the engine running the whole time. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So that's your only shot. I looked and there was only three sailings that you could do. And they were like 10-day sailings, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I went on 10 cruises. Uh, My first 10 cruises were all out of pretty much New York. And I think five of them were all Eastern Caribbean ones. San Juan, St. Martin, St. Thomas. Yeah, you know, if you wanted to hit St. Martin and uh, some of the other ones, you had to go on a nine-dayer. But you could do a no-problem eight-dayer. And you hit the three the three islands. You hit Grand Turk. You could hit St. Thomas and San Juan. And that was nothing for that to happen. And then there was no announcement made that I saw. It was just very, very. And it was. And the other thing was, is it was. It seems like it was like in cahoots. They all agreed upon it. All the big cruise lines agreed upon it. You know what? What are we doing here? You know these New Yorkers. Let's just give them a freaking. Uh, let's just give, let, let's just give them the um, the the Florida Bahamas. That's a one and done. Oh, let's just give him Bermuda. Well, we're sitting in Bermuda for two days. You know, you better give me a great ship for that. You know, I could see if the 
Anthem of the Seas or the Quantum of the Seas is going to do that, or you got when the Oasis comes up, I could see that. But you're going to put me on the Norwegian Gem, which is a ship that I love. But, you know, after two days, you've seen all the gem, what the gem has to offer. I just think it's, you know, and people, and I put it in the Facebook group, and people responded. It's about money. It's about fuel. It's about the, I get that they're saving money. But that's a big thing to take away from New York cruisers. That's a big thing. That you can't just go, all right, that's it. Only Florida Bahamas for you. And nobody talked about it. I haven't heard one person talk about it. Has anybody brought it up? Have you guys heard anybody talk about it? Was there an announcement made? I haven't heard about it. But either way. Uh, so what do you got to do? You got to, if you want to go down there, you got to sail out of, you know, you got to get lower. You got to get lower within the continental United States. That was my little rant for today. That's all I kind of wanted to bring up. If you guys have any information on that or any opinions on that, hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. If you don't mind, guys, I got the Patreon account out there. It's uh, patreon.com slash alwaysbebooked. And what that is is me. You guys see I'm up here. It's freaking almost 2 in the morning. I'm making sure I give you guys a good podcast doing the best I can for you guys, making sure that the content is as good as it possibly can be. Sometimes it's a little late. I do the best I can. I said that six times, right? Yeah, so. And then with the Patreon, I try to do another show a week. And it is another show a week, pretty much. I'm going to get up tomorrow, and I'm going to do a Patreon. So it's a little out of control. I do have a rap, a 16-bar hip-hop verse on the Patreon tomorrow. Uh, it, that's already recorded, so I'm just going to fill that in there. I'm hoping to, we get a couple of ideas for the Patreon for tomorrow, but what it is is $5 per month. If you can afford $5 a month, not that if you could afford it, I shouldn't put it like that because only you guys can afford it. I know that. But if you have $5 that you consider uh, expendable income, uh, you know, uh, income that you basically would consider, you know, I get a lot from this show. I enjoy it. I know Tommy puts a lot of hard work into it. And you know what? Let me make a $5 a month contribution. If you can find your way to do that, if you think it's worth it, do it. If you don't, do not do it. You also get another show a week. And that's all that is. Patreon.com slash always be booked. If you are so inclined, please feel free. I share a little bit more. Uh, I would say off-topic cruising stuff on there. I get a little bit more maybe deep, maybe a little more personal with some things I don't share on here. Way A, because mostly because I just, you know, those are the super fans, quote-unquote, which is a ridiculous term. But, um, you know, those are the people who really, really enjoy the show and want to immerse themselves in, always be booked. So they're a little bit more of a captive audience for that type of thing. I don't necessarily, you know, the mainstream listeners, gen pop, cones, if you will, I would assume that maybe... You were not as inclined to want to maybe hear a lot of that inside stuff. So that's why I kind of leave it off of here and put it on the Patreon. But yeah, it would uh, it would be very, very appreciated. The biggest way you can help the show, as we always say, is to share it with a friend, get a new listener, hook somebody on Always Be Booked. Anybody who likes podcasting, anybody who likes uh, travel, anybody who likes cruising, really 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 helpful but that's about it from now you guys know about the platforms you know always be booked on facebook always be booked uh oh the always be booked uh cruisers ultra lounge on facebook that is a group you could join that we'll let you right in and uh, that's about it all right let's get into the cruise news for this week 
All right, so Bahama Paradise Cruise Line is making the news by stepping in and offering some humanity to the families that are affected by the government shutdown. Uh, when the ship is docked in Palm Beach, the cruise line is allowing families to board the ship, enjoy an afternoon on board, and get themselves a complimentary buffet lunch. As we know, this is a cruise line that's basically in my backyard. It's over in Palm Beach. Uh, it's a home ported in West Palm. They're just a few minutes away from where I currently sit. And while they do get a lot of heat over the fact that you know they have very fairly modest amenities, sort of older, kind of uh, repurposed cruise ships, and of course their extensive marketing campaign, you gotta respect this gesture. So uh, what they were offering is just basically, like I said, a free meal, and you're basically on the cruise ship for a day. They were doing that January 21st through Thursday, January 31st, uh, or as long as the shutdown goes on, and they were going to exclude the 25th and the 26th. I guess that is because the weekend, because they're busy so they got to make some money they got to eat too you know what i'm saying so we totally understand that uh if the shutdown continues it will continue to go i actually feel like an idiot right now uh is this shutdown still still on as we see it was at the time that i wrote this news story uh together but i'm not sure if it's still going right now basically because i just get kind of sick of it um oh uh by the way story you know you guys know who joe girardi is who knows who Joe Girardi is? Joe Girardi was the Yankees manager for about 10 years, maybe 11 years, right after Joe Torre stepped down. Joe Torre was the Yankee manager for all those World Series uh, wins in the 90s and early 2000s and stuff like that. Then Joe Girardi stepped in, and I think he took over in 2000 and... Wait a minute, maybe it wasn't 10 years. So I think he took over in 2008... I believe no. He took go two thousand nine. I'm sorry. Two thousand nine was his first year. So nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So eight years. Joe Girardi. I was I was I was off a little there. Joe Girardi was the manager of the New York Yankees for eight years. And I am at LA Fitness in Boca Raton on Technology Way. And I'm just getting off the treadmill. And I'm walking down the stairs. I look up and it's freaking Joe Girardi. Like this, a Yankee manager. So anytime, I'm not the biggest celebrity chaser or stalker, but you know how I react in that situation is I'm not, I'm not trying to bother people, but my he saw my mind, and he must be used to this look from people. He just saw my mind trying to calculate whether or not it was him or not. So he just basically took the lead. It, oh, because he saw also he knew I would know who he was, or at least I was kind of because I had a Yankee sweatshirt on. So I did have my Yankee sweatshirt on. He was walking up the stairs. I look at him trying to figure out, whoa, 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 whoa. And then in the midst of that, he gave like a little half smile and nod and said, how you doing? And just kept going. And that was his thing to where, you know what? I'll give you a little what's up, but you know, let's keep it professional here. We're in the gym. We know nobody wants to be bothered. But I kind of freaked out because if I would have reacted quicker, I don't do the pictures thing with celebrities. I don't like to bother them. It's my nightmare for them to be like, nah, man, no thanks. No, I'm gonna pass on the picture or I'm gonna pass on the autograph. That's I don't want I don't want I don't want to go through that. I don't want I don't want I don't want to live that life. So but with Joe Girardi, I know he's a good guy. And I wasn't going to be quick with it, so I was just going to basically have the camera ready. Joe, quick selfie, please, because you you know Yankees are Yankees mean a lot to me. You know, I, 
more than Eric Church, even more than Billy Joel, actors, whatever, whoever. The Yankees are my thing. And, and I really respected Joe Girardi because he was a uh, – this is an interesting fact about Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi, the manager of the New York Yankees, on the night they won the World Series in 2009, was driving home. And he saw an accident, witnessed an accident, got out of the car, applied CPR, and saved somebody's life in an accident. That's one star for Joe Girardi. Number two star for Joe Girardi, he has uh, a couple of kids, three or four kids or whatever, and he has a daughter. And she was, um, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, and she needed braces. So living in New York, and she's got to get braces. She's very self-conscious about getting braces. You know what this freaking guy does? You want to know what he does? He gets braces. He says, look, honey, braces aren't so bad. Daddy's got them, too. So uh, he puts braces, and that's the kind of guy you're dealing with with a Joe Girardi. So, uh, again, like I said, a lot of respect for the guy. So he was a guy I was going to grab with the picture real quick, but then he gets on the treadmill. Now, this guy's like 55, late 50s, whatever he is. He gets on the treadmill. He's also an Iron Man. He's built, looks like he's 31 years old. And uh, I knew it was over. So I was trying to wait it out a little bit, you know, just kind of keeping in line, a line of sight on him. He's on the top level now, and I'm on the bottom level. It's a big loft-type space. The place is huge. And I'm just looking upstairs, and I'm seeing him just on the treadmill. And I'm like, I'm not waiting out this freaking Iron Man guy. And I start using weights and equipment. I don't even know how to use it. I've never used it before, but I just want to make you keep him in my sight. So, yeah, it kicks in. Yeah. Listen, freaked out a little bit. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a little fangirl when it comes to the Yankees. So I just uh, got a little... Uh, <laughs> then I got a hold of myself. I'm like, what are you doing, Tommy? Get the hell out. You, you said hi to him. You got the nod. You know, keep some dignity and leave the building. So that's what I did. I just left the building. All right. So anyway, that's uh, if you wanted to, if, if the government shutdowns, that's what my point is. I'm going to the gym. I'm immersing myself in work. So I should know if this shutdown stuff is still going on, but I don't. If the shutdown is still going on and you want to take advantage of this deal and you're in the South Florida area or you're going to be in the South Florida area anytime during the government shutdown outside the weekends, you got 800 374 Four three six three. All right, let's move along and talk San Diego. As we always say, I've never been there, but I constantly hear that San Diego is by far the best weather in the country. I also hear it's a sausage fest and uh, worthy of the cute nickname that it got along the way called Man Diego. I've heard people dispute this. I've heard people confirm it. I don't know. I'm probably not ever going there, so who knows. Uh, my old company has a McFadden's there in uh, what I think they call the Gaslight District over there, if that's what it is. Isn't that a politically incorrect term? Isn't gaslighting a term used when someone makes another person uh, self-conscious about being crazy? And you kind of like, you know, to me, I don't know. That's where it gets crazy. If you, If the average untrained human being like myself can make you crazy just by telling you you're acting crazy i gotta say you might already be crazy and it's got nothing to do with me i don't know back to san diego um i also heard the burritos are really good well, let me know what the deal is on that tommy at alwaysbebooked.com so after being away for over a decade carnival cruise lines is going back for a seasonal deployment starting this coming december the reason this is happening is because research has shown that many cruisers were making the trip from the deep southern regions of Cali, a.k.a. San Diego, up to Long Beach to satisfy their itch to sail. Uh, that still bothers me. Why do we call it sail? I mean, we, 
we're quote unquote sailing around on cruise ships and, and there's no mast, there's no canvas, there's powerful engines. You know what I'm saying? But but heaven help you if you decide you're going to call it a boat instead of a ship, right? I don't know. So which ship is going to San Diego? The one that started it all, the Carnival Miracle. I love the inside of that ship. Uh, the outside is a little bit basic, uh, in my opinion, but there are some cool nuances about the Miracle that do make it a fun ship for me. Um it's rooms, kind of like the common areas, are all based on fictional characters, and uh, it's kind of cool to go from room to room to see what the inspiration is. And uh, the most entertaining one to me is the Punchliner, wherever they host that comedy club, and it's like a multi-purpose room. They'll do karaoke in there. You guys know if you've been on Carnival, you know the room I'm talking about. You see, you can't miss it. Um, what they do is they turn it into a, like a freaky Alice in Wonderland style room that... Uh, you might say you'd have a really good time on if you were on, I don't know, mushrooms. Uh, so the Miracle is going to operate a series of 15-day sailings, mostly to the Mexican Riviera, and a few longer, longer than 15 days, yes, that's right, longer sailings to Hawaii. And uh, I noticed the people who are pretentious uh, about saying Hawaii, you're not supposed to say Hawaii, you're supposed to say Hawaii. Could you imagine, you know, people say that. Uh, yeah, you know, perfectly uh, regular American accent. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? I like a lot of vacations. I'm going to go over to uh, San Juan this summer. Um, next year, I'm going up to Maine. I think I'm going to do Nashville uh, next spring. And then uh, 2020 uh, spring, we're going to hit up uh, Hawaii. Uh, come on, get hold of yourself, really. I mean, you're not impressing anybody. You're not a local. Nobody cares. Um, there's also going to be two five-day cruises that overnight in Cabo San Lucas. Um, so they got goals over there and uh, what they're trying to do, and it's always good to set goals when looking to accomplish something. Um, ignore that, Cones. I'm mostly talking to myself on that one. But this season, they plan on being at around 295,000 passengers out of San Diego. They expect next season to shoot up to 340,000 passengers. And then after that, they want to be at 425,000 in year three and beyond. Did you guys know that before things went south for the, for the economy, and I assume when they say that they're talking about like 2008, I don't think they mean the Great Depression, San Diego used to have around 1 million passengers every single year. Um, besides the U, uh, general U.S. economical economic crisis, there were other issues that you know, caused the uh, cruise market in San Diego to get hit pretty hard. You know, for a while, there was out-of-control violence and security issues in Mexico. And Alaska decided to put this head tax together, and all that also shut things down pretty well. But hopefully the folks on the West Coast are on their way. The West Coast, when I say West Coast, I mean Southwest Coast, San Diego, are on their way back from all of that and headed back to those glory days. Glory can I talk? It's 2 o'clock in the morning, Tommy. What do you want? You've been up since 7. I got up at 7 in the morning today. You believe that? Yeah. Just trying to do that during the week a little bit more. Trying to get out to the gym a little bit more. And, uh, you know, when you start early. I've been I've just found that, you know, I'm trying to get this stuff done. I got this full-time job. And I'm doing other things. And, you know, it's just day the day will get away from you. But then, you know, you figure it out, man. It's life. What, what, what am I complaining about? It's life. You got to just make it happen. All right. Staying over the on the West Coast and in a news story about the second ship I've ever sailed on, we're going to take it over to Porto Vallarta and the Norwegian Gem. That's right. The Norwegian Gem was my second cruise ship. The Gem made her inaugural visit to Porto Vallarta last Thursday, and uh, the ship's officers and the ship... 
and the and the um, community officials, the, the, they all got together and they had this uh, ceremonial plaque exchange, which I guess is traditional for when a cruise ship first uh, first ports in a new city and a new port. The gem was just days back from her inaugural Panama Canal transit and became Norwegian's tenth ship ever to do so so congratulations on the gem and the crew on the gem the good old gem man went through the panama canal that is awesome puerto Vallada was one of 10 new ports that the ship is poised to call at during her creative winter deployment with other inaugurals including orangestad aruba uh bonaire uh cartagena colombia uh costa rica curacao and guatemala los angeles and Cabo San Lucas and Nicaragua. So there's a bunch of places that they're going that they haven't been for a while or ever, possibly. It's crazy for me to picture the gem not sailing out of New York City. You know what I mean? The thing's been there so long. I feel like the ship horn started to get like a little bit of a New York accent. Like if you listen real close, like you, like you guys will hear. And I'll hear like, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, man, it's late. What do you want me to tell you? While in port, you could see the ship. It started to uh, also develop a taste for hot dogs, bagels, and pizza. Uh, she even started cursing out the MTA. That's a little bit of an inside New Yorker's joke. Uh, if you're a New Yorker listener, you know you're a real. You're not a real New Yorker unless you're cursing out that MTA. So I think the gem was starting to do that. So that's why they had to get her out of there. Who knows what it'll be now? Now she'll be eating avocados and uh, you know. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, on the West Coast, eating avocados and, uh, you know, doing marches and things like that. Okay, we're stepping away from the West Coast and the Mexican Riviera to talk a little Tex-Mex with Galveston. (laughs) Tommy, it's not necessary that you go out of your way to geographically segue your news stories together. Well, you know what? I want to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway. The Port of Galveston announced today that it had finalized a new agreement with the Disney Cruise Line extending preferential berthing agreement rights at the port for an additional 10 years. That's right, 10 years with an option to renew for an additional five, uh, two additional five-year periods. And that's going to go into effect November 1st, 2018. Or should I say, went into effect on November 1st, 2018, according to a statement. Uh, the new agreement outlines plans for a shared cruise terminal that will accommodate a ship equal to or larger than the Disney Magic and wonder class of vessels. Additionally, it is projected that over the first five years of the potential 20-year agreement, Disney will nearly double its sailings. Uh, This is what the port's saying. You know what I mean? Don't mess with Mickey. We have a statement. Uh, Galveston Galveston Port Authority Director Roger Reese says, September 22, 2012 marked the first time ever that a Disney Cruise Line ship set sail from the state of Texas with the maiden voyage of Disney Wonder. The port has been a seasonal home port to both Disney Wonder and Disney Magic ever since. We are thrilled to be able to continue to give Texas and the southwest region of the United States the opportunity to experience Disney Cruise vacations from their own backyard. So, that's good for Disney. I think that's awesome, and uh, it's good for Galveston. And, you know, I still, I don't know. You guys got to tell me. The Disney experience. Dan, shout out to Dan from Orlando. Uh, he's going to go on another Disney cruise any day now and uh, or any week now, and he's excited to get back on the show. And 
re-up. You know, this damn was all about Royal Caribbean, man. All he used to talk about was Royal Caribbean. Forget Carnival. Forget Norwegian. I'm, I'm royal. I'm loyal to royal. He goes on one Disney cruise, and he has not been back. What can we think of? Once you go, uh, once you go Mickey, the other cruise lines are history. What are you going to do? That's what we hear. Off the top. Freestyle. All right. So every chance we get, we like to see what new developments there are over at the Mad Scientist Cruise Lab. We've come to know to be Virgin Voyages. You got to give a little respect for the fact that they're just bursting on the scene with these new ideas and concepts while having no basis on whether any of them are going to work or not. That's right. Email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com to let me know what you think about the great modern cruise experiment that is Virgin Voyages. So, they recently released some designs and images of what they're calling the Rockstar Suites, and that is set to debut on the Scarlet Lady, which will be sailing from Miami in early 2020. Uh, so we have a quote. Uh, the new company is throwing out traditional cliches on stuffy luxury and formalities instead of instead bringing rebellious lux to life at sea with their Rockstar Suites designed by Tom Dixon's Design Research Studios as the pinnacle. Of that experience, Virgin said in a statement. I'm not gonna lie; these suites look pretty damn sexy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it, it, for one, for for the Rockstar Suite, you got it broken up by a small divider wall. One room has a couch; it's basically looking right at the balcony. It's a nice size balcony. The other room has these cool looking guitars hanging from it. Uh, the terrace out there is huge in its own right and has an outdoor shower. It has a hot tub. It's got hammocks. It's got a table, and the table has a staircase so that you can dance on top of the table. Mr. Branson, Richard, buddy, take it from a guy with some experience in throwing parties and letting people dance on top of tables. Add a net, maybe some rails, or if you don't want to do that, make sure you keep that legal team nice and close. Uh, they, uh, we have another quote. Virgin has always avoided stuffy formalities and brought a lot of excitement and a bit of rebelliousness to our customers' experience, said Sir Richard Branson. He's really taking that sir thing far, huh? He's really just rolling with it, right? Uh, founder of the Virgin Group. Uh, he continues, with these glamorous suites, Virgin Voyages is bringing rock and roll to the high seas and spoiling our sailors, not guests, sailors, like the rock stars they are. The Scarlet Lady will have, and that's the end of the quote. We're moving on. Uh, the Scarlet Lady will have 78 rock star suites, 15 of them will be mega rock star suites, the massive suites, the fab suites, the posh suites, the gorgeous suites will all be kind of what they're dubbed, little cute little nicknames. You know they're doing that. We already know. Uh, in addition, guests in the rock star suites will receive a number of perks, including a private lounge area, priority access to entertainment and restaurants and other items. Uh, we have combined brilliant designs and virgin voyages epic sailor experience vision to create a completely new version of luxury rebellious lux which is at the intersection of luxury and rebellious attitude that makes everything we do different indulgent meaningfully relevant to our sailors whether they want to sleep all day praise the sun with yoga at dusk or party all night our rock star sweet sailors can live out their fantasies aboard the scarlet lady it's grandiose huh 
And this was a quote from Tom McAlpin, uh, McAlpin uh, CEO of Virgin Voyages. Virgin said the Rockstar Suites were inspired by mega yachts and rock and roll style icons like Grace Jones. <laughs> so, so there you go. The suites were inspired by yachts and, uh, and Grace Jones. The Rockstar Suites featured Tom Dixon's iconic retro futurism designs with a palette of deep blues used with the iridescent dichoric elements to echo the colors of sky and sea when sailing touches of the yacht material materially uh wait what is that touches of yacht materiality are sprinkled throughout the suites with real leather finishes marble clad bathrooms and terrazzo flooring the suites designs features nautical nods with a brass glam station and and accenting beauty counter and bedhead lighting. The supremely modern suites boast high-quality design elements and bedspoke from Tom Dixon's furniture pieces. Because music is the soundtrack to the soul, each suite is equipped with a vinyl turntable. Yeah, that'll <laughs> spill some beers on the turntable. Like We're going to go extra rock star. You know, can you go into these suites and literally take a guitar off the wall Break it over the turntable, take a couple of glasses, throw it at the wall, kick open the balcony door, hang from the hang from the balcony. Well, you don't want to say hang from the balcony. That's not that's not appropriate right now in these times. Uh, and all that stuff. And then do you get in trouble for that? Can you just be like, I, dude, I'm a rock star sailor. I, this is what rock stars do. You thought you guys were supposed to be the forward thinking, you know, the rebellious cruise line. So what's the problem? You know what I mean? That's something I would do. And I really wouldn't do it. But, you know, I would teeter on the edge and probably get a stern talking to or so. Maybe even a letter from uh, the, the sir himself. Uh, the Rockstar Suites will be positioned near the top of the vessel, Virgin said, with all suite, well, suites purposely configured to maximize the view of the ocean. Many of the ship's suites feature a peekaboo shower, an all-marble shower with a dichoric glass window carved in the center. The sea terrace for each suite will feature a specialty-designed champagne table where an ice bucket fits perfectly at the center of the table situated next to stargazing lounges and yellow leaf brand sustainably sourced, so, sustainably sourced terraced hammocks. So they're hooking it up pretty good. Guests in the Rockstar Suites will also be taken care of by Virgin Rockstar Services crew from the time of booking to sail away and through their voyage. There will be backstage access for Rockstar Suites sailors at every corner with early access to onboard entertainment, restaurants, shore things, a private transfer to and from. So they call them shore things, I guess. Shore thing, get it? Plan words. Uh, they'll have a private transfer to and from the ship in Miami and an exclusive express VIP pathway to the ship during embarkation, Virgin said. Now, Rockstar Suites sailors will also have their own wardrobe team to help unpack and repack. Will they better damn well be workmanlike? I would hope so. Uh, they got complimentary pressing services and nightly express swimsuit drying service, Virgin said in a statement. So they're going to unpack your clothes. They're going to dry your bathing suit for you. Man, it should be nice, man. Hopefully, we'll see how it works out. Uh, Sweets will have a full bar and cocktail kit fit for a rock star with the first round on the house. So they got the first round. That's cool. All rock star suites and sailors will have access to Richard's Rooftop, um, their own private members-only club. It's a secluded place for them to bask under the sun or have a drink under the stars. Uh, Sweets will feature a mood lighting and in-room tablets as well. So they're going to get their own tablets, too. 
there are two massive suites aboard the Scarlet Lady, with uh, each suite sitting atop the ship's bridge. These 2,147 square foot suites each feature its very own music room, which seconds as an extra bedroom that is stocked with guitars and an amplifier. Are you guys, do you guys really need amplifiers in the rooms you're gonna crank it up what's gonna happen when you crank up the amplifier and the neighbors are trying to relax in the balcony i mean there's just gonna be a bunch of people with electric guitars and amplifiers who don't know how to play the guitar this is this is like what could go wrong right at the center of the massive suite is a circular oversized couch setup perfect for conversation and cocktails from the suite's adjacent in-room bar there are also two fab suites aboard with an open wall that separates the space in the two suites from the bathroom and living areas. The living area features room for friends with a sofa that converts to sleep to an extra half bathroom and an entertainment credenza. The suite bedrooms are uh, also the suite bedroom area features a large wardrobe for extra closet space while sunning on the terrace is encouraged with an outdoor shower, stargazing loungers, a sofa, a terrace hammock. I think it's very sustainable too on that hammock. Let's just make sure we add that in there and a champagne table. There are also two posh suites, which can sleep up to four with separate living and bedroom areas. Uh, you know, some suite highlights include a convertible sofa, an extra half bath, and a terrace with an outdoor shower. They also have the stargazing loungers, loungers, a sofa. They have that terrace sustainable ham- hammock and a champagne table. They have the nine gorgeous suites, which have much of the same thing, and they have the 18 brilliant suites, 14 cheeky corner suites, 14 seriously suites, plus seven sweet aft suites. A lot of suites going on, and that's as much information as I can give you right now. Man, I am, and if I'm nothing else, I am whole, I am so, so curious about what this Virgin Voyages thing is going to be like. I think it's going to be either one or two. I don't think it's going to halfway. I think it's going to either be a huge hit and it's going to revolutionize the business or it's going to bomb and they're going to have two ships out there and they're going to you know, basically get swallowed up by Norwegian or maybe even MSC. Who knows? Um, but that's it. That's about it for the um, the news for today. Let's get into the main topic for the show, which is our interview with the lovely Cassie from... Southern Charm Boutique Travel. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Always be both cruise podcast, and uh, we have a very special guest in the house today. We want to welcome in Cassie. Cassie, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. So, Cassie, let me let me just set it up a little bit. So, how do I know Cassie? I was on the Horizon the uh, Carnival Horizon cruise. And to be honest, and Cassie, maybe earmuffs here, and maybe you may like this or not like this or whatever, but (laughs) let's just set it up. I've never had a bad cruise in my life. I've loved all my cruises. We've said that a thousand times in this show. But this cruise (laughs) was lacking a little something. It was To me, it was just like a little bit where, I don't know, it wasn't the funnest cruise. For me, it was a little bit of a dead ship, and for what we look for on cruises, and not a lot of it was there. But on night eight we were kind of hanging out me and my buddy Stu and a couple other friends we were cruising with and we were at the alchemy bar and all of a sudden this this pretty redhead girl just rolls up to the bar and she's ordering a drink and we just got into a conversation is that pretty much an accurate description on how we kind of bumped into each other exactly it's perfectly accurate and it was also i don't know what time was it like 
I think it was like after midnight. I mean, it was super late. It was late, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yep. we, we, I was about to go back to my room, and I was going through the um, the end of cruise depression. You know, where you don't want to go to sleep because you know when you wake up, you're gonna have to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only question that I, the only thing I'd uh, question in the accuracy of that is I could have sworn you told me. You were going to go to the nightclub and not the room. <laughs> you know what? Is that possible? I, it It is possible. I don't know if I did. Honestly, I can't remember. So I was wearing a transderm patch. Do you ever wear those? No, that is the uh, seasick thing or... Yes. Okay, let me tell you. I don't know if anyone that you've ever talked to has ever told you that they have memory loss whenever they wear their patch hold on really but oh yeah really there are like huge chunks out of the trip that i just i do not i don't remember um and that's happened on several on several cruises so it's actually it's a little bit scary and it's a little bit sad because i really can't even remember what all i did as strange as it sounds are you serious those patches cause cause memory loss Yes. It's scary, um, I guess, and maybe sometimes it could be a little convenient, too. It, it, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes maybe we want to forget those uh, crazy nights on vacation. Yeah. Um, but no, my grandmother is a nurse, and I had no idea, but I've I've always worn it, um, I don't know, I would say 80% of the time that I cruise, and there have been times where I just can't remember, there's just huge chunks that were missing out of my trip and you know i just thought it was from drinking and staying up late waking up early but my grandmother who's a nurse said that a long time ago when those were first um used in the medical field it was actually um used before patients would go back into surgery so that they would forget about the surgery, you know, they would not remember like being in the OR and now they give you that, they call it the happy juice. But, um, so anyways, after she told me that it makes perfect sense because there's definitely, uh, I don't know, some, some, some missing links to, uh, to what went on on that vacation. <laughs> wow. That is yeah. amazing. So, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, if they have the technology to be able to do that, to create something that, you know, is designed to help for seasicknesses, but can they, it can help you with memory loss. What they should do, and let's not tell them this, but they should put something in that that makes you go gamble or something, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, But you lose all your money, and then you forget about it. You look at your bank account. What the hell happened? Man, I spent yeah. more money than I thought. Yeah. You, uh, you know what? Maybe these people that have accidentally fallen overboard, maybe it's the patch. That could be, too. And, yeah, they will. You know, that's... That's a shame because, I mean, I, I, what do you think of that? The rash of people just ending up falling off the oh side of a cruise What do you attribute it to? It's horrible. Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, maybe just over drinking, being stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, with social media and everyone wanting to take a selfie in a cool spot. Um, my sister sent me a picture of some girls that were sitting on the railing taking selfies and then what about the guy that just jumped off of his balcony for social media to get views i mean it's just i think it is ignorance mixed with drinking 
And, um, but, oh man, I don't even like to get near the, I don't like to get near the railing because I have a phobia of (laughs) falling into the ocean. I mean, it's just, it's terrible, but it makes me sad too, though, because I, I don't want people to, um, you know, be afraid to cruise and, um, you know, to be on the open water because, I mean, you have to realize that out of all of the hundreds of thousands of people that cruise a year, I mean, this, it's not something that happens very often. So if you're, if you're careful and as long as you're not doing anything stupid, I think that, um, you know, that, that you're safe. I agree a hundred percent. But, uh, so Leah, so getting back to the horizon though, you were, uh, you know, you were, it was cool because you sat down and we immediately got into a conversation about you being a travel agent. So I want to talk about your travel agency, but first I want to get into a little bit of, uh, you know, your your history of cruising. So do you, you have sure. you have a passion for cruising, I'm assuming, right? Oh my gosh, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. Okay. So what 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 do you love about what is it with you about cruising? What do you love about cruising so much? Oh, so that's such an easy question. People ask me that all the time. So the reason that I love cruising is because it's just so peaceful. I mean, there's just nothing like sitting on the deck, watching the sunset, you know, there's just something, I don't know, it's just so beautiful. And I love the fact that you get to turn your phone off and just kind of disconnect from the world. And it really makes you connect with people. Like some of my favorite people that I've ever met have been on cruise ships because people aren't, you know, on their phone. I mean, now that the, a lot of the ships have Wi-Fi, a lot of people, you know, purchase it. But, I mean, still, everyone's just not constantly on their phones. Um, you know, everyone's happy. Everyone's friendly. And you get, you get just, a chance to shut down. You just shut down. Exactly. And that is what I love. And um, so, I don't know if you know. I think that you do know this. But, obviously, if you're listening, you don't. But, um, so, my husband passed away. And cruising was something that we loved to do. Um, and he passed away at a really young age. Um, he was 29. Oh, my gosh. And I, um, or actually, maybe he was 30. Anyways, um, I just, I'll never forget, like, the memories that we had cruising. Um, vacationing in general, you know, is fun. And you always make memories no matter where it is. But just cruising has such a special place in my heart. Um, and whenever I cruise, it makes me think of him and it makes me feel like, you know, he's with me. And um, we always talked about how we couldn't wait to introduce our children to cruising. And uh, just before he passed away, we actually went on our first cruise as a family of four. And um, that was our last vacation that we took together. And I will, I'll never forget it. And um, it just was so special. And I love being able to um, give other families the opportunity to make memories like that, that they'll cherish forever. Man, I did not 
know the details of that story and 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 it must be just like a bittersweet thing it's something that you enjoyed so much with as a family and it must be bittersweet that you got the chance to kind of achieve that goal of being able to do it as a, as a family but then it probably adds a little bit of a different feel you know a a, a sweet but different feel when you're cruising now without him and and I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss well thank you it, um it definitely is um it's really hard and not every day is, you know, exciting and fun whenever I'm cruising. There's, you know, there's a lot of days where I just kind of, um, you know, sit and just reflect and think about him. And um, I just, um, and, and everything on the ships make me think about him. And so, um, you know, it's, it is bittersweet, like you said. And, um we we just always you know talked about how we couldn't wait to you know cruise as a family and for our kids to love cruising like we do and we went on a cruise on our honeymoon and uh we went to a beach in Cozumel and whenever we were there we kind of recorded a video for our future kids and we said um hey kids we can't wait to bring you here um one day and the cruise that we took before he passed away we actually took them to that beach uh, and so um you know it's just uh, it makes me get choked up but it just was just really really sweet i'm so glad that we got the opportunity to do that of course and they are um you know i've planned trips for people that have been um, terminally ill and or I planned a trip for um, a woman that had lost her 17 year old son and so they did um, a burial at sea for him mm-hmm. and um, you know just being able to just I don't know it's just I feel like my job is so special it's not just about it's rewarding you know, fun trips yeah. for people but also exactly it's yeah. very rewarding and I have to tell you, I mean, you know, you you on the ship, and just the little that I do know of you and know about you, it's like it, the the, smi- the smile on your face is very very wide, and you seem to have such such positive energy. And like you did that night, you just kind of seem to have just a real thirst for cruising, and and probably I would assume a thirst for life. And you know, I I would say despite what you've been through and you know you wouldn't wish it on anybody you you kind of go out about it the right way you celebrate him and you celebrate your family and but at the same time you know you still cruising and still doing it and 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 getting out of life and taking that big bite out of life so i got to give you a lot of credit for that cassie well thank you i i definitely try to use our story to help other people and just to encourage you know other people that are going through struggles or that have lost someone close to them and um you know i just it helps me to be able to kind of you know share my joy and um love of travel and life and you know all of that oh that makes sense that makes definitely makes sense so what um as far as your cruise history and ships and ports of call and things like that what are some of your highlights what are some of your favorite ships or or ports of call that you've experienced Oh, good question. Um, I loved Aruba. So I have done, we've done so many cruises and we've been to most of the islands in the Eastern and Western Caribbean. But 
I've done the Southern Caribbean itinerary twice with Carnival, and that that's probably my favorite itinerary. The Southern, um, yeah. Yeah, just because, you know, I mean, the really anywhere in the Caribbean is gorgeous, but um, yeah, I just really liked that, and I, it's something different, but I love Grand Cayman, I love Roatan, it's gorgeous. I would say it's really almost an easier question to ask me would be what islands do I not like or what <laughs> ports do I not like? Well, then let's do it. Do you have any that you'd rather not necessarily go back to? Yes. So I was not crazy about Jamaica. Okay. Um, I've, I've been there a few times. It definitely was probably my least favorite. Um, What'd you do in Jamaica though? Um. So we went to a beach, but... Not that it wasn't that it wasn't beautiful, but the locals there were just a little bit too aggressive. Oh yeah. Um, and I just that's the only place that I have ever felt uncomfortable. Um, but we had also gotten in a taxi and gone to a public beach. It was just my husband and I, so we weren't with a group. Um, so, you know, if I ever go back to Jamaica, I think we would probably do an excursion with the cruise line and stay in a group. Yes. Um, but I know a lot of people love Jamaica, so I think I, I probably just went, I've been to the wrong places whenever I've gone. Yeah, I'm in that um, category. I love Jamaica. It's... um. It's it's true though. In Jamaica, you just don't want to do anything on your own. You don't want to go off on your own. Even the last time we went on the on uh, to uh, Falmouth and we did a Bob Marley tour, it's just uncomfortable all around. Like we yeah, we're on this uh, you know crazy wacky death ride up to the Bob Marley place and. <laughs> You know, we're dodging other vehicles, and we're off the side of a mountain, and it's raining, and like the, it was just a little, the somewhat terrifying. But actually, oh, it wasn't yeah. raining; it was a little cloudy. But I thought it was in rain. But it just was scary. But I, I don't know. It was a little bit more on the adventurous side. But I know what it, I know what you're talking about when you're walking around. I went on a cruise with a young lady once, and we were in Samana, Dominican Republic. And I literally told the guy, because we didn't plan anything, we just got in a cab, and the right. neighborhoods he just started taking us through, I was like, listen, I am I have myself, and I'm responsible for someone else right yeah. now. So I was like, listen, you know, let's go back, maybe, you know what, the ship, I think I miscalculated the time, uh, you know, yeah. let's go back to the port. So I totally know what you're saying, it's very, very important to feel, to feel safe and have the feeling of being safe when you're cruising 100%, but if you do the right thing, if you do get, get an excursion that's sponsored by the cruise line you definitely can find something that's cool exactly exactly how about cruise uh, ships what about um different which, what's your favorite ship did you like the horizon i i did like the horizon but i i liked the sister ship better which i'm forgetting the name the vista, of it. Was, the vista the vista the yeah. vista i liked the vista better they're almost <laughs> whoa Sorry, that's all right. It's not something over live, live um, podcasting. Here. It's okay. Exactly. No uh, they're almost identical, but I, I definitely liked the Vista better. Also, there was just the crowd on the Vista. Like I met so many more awesome people. Um, the Horizon, like you said, it was just a little quiet. Like there was just, uh, I wish I would have met you earlier on the trip because I think that um, we could have had a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I usually meet 
you know, several people and end up hanging out with them. And um, I didn't really do that on the horizon. But I loved the getaway, uh, the Norwegian getaway. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't just the ship, too. It was the entertainment. Like, their entertainment staff was the best that I've that I've ever um, that I've ever seen. So I loved that. I loved their um, the illusionarium. Uh, that was super cool. Yeah. Um, have you been on the getaway? I have not been on the getaway, but I went on both the escape and the breakaway, which are kind okay. of uh, very similar. Now the the they break are? the breakaway I went on I went on as a solo cruiser. Literally, I was living in New York, and I just found myself with some time off uh, unexpectedly, and I and I uh, saw that there was a cheap cruise going out of New York, and I had never cruised solo before, and I am just a freak for the sea just like you are so i was like you know what i'm gonna try this out and see what happens and yeah i'll be honest with you if you go on those breakaway uh class ships i had no idea they have a whole program for solo cruisers and isn't it amazing yeah within like two within like three hours i was no longer a solo cruiser it was crazy <laughs> it, it's those rooms are so cool i love how they have the lounges with the key card access only for singles yep um i can't tell you i so i am in atlanta and we have a lot of you know dating matchmaking um I don't know what you call it, businesses, where they try to, you know, fix people up. And I have contacted several of them, but they've never been interested. But would it not be so much fun to book a bunch of singles that are wanting to, to meet other people and just rent the whole ship out? Because there, there's actually, I don't know if you know this, but there's two parts on the ship. So there's even more... Um, singles rooms than just probably what you saw. Okay. Um, and and just like have a bunch of single people. I mean, how fun like to go Definitely. on dates and uh, I mean, what better place to fall in love? I mean, uh, that's what they say on The Bachelor at least. So what better place to fall in love than <laughs> in the Caribbean? Cassie, if, if they, listen, if The Bachelor says it, that's it. I mean, it's good <laughs> enough for right. me, right? That's all. Oh, that's yeah. All. If, if Chris Harrison says it, then it has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was just like for my taste and when I felt like it was just a little bit of a um, – it was just a little bit of a slow ship. There was no real – and it had the nightclub as we talked about and then you alerted me to an incident <laughs> in the nightclub that went on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I was actually just thinking about that the other day and I was just thinking like – did I mean? How did that really happen? Like that—that that poor girl. But then, for her to show her face again and and come back. I mean, you—you <laughs> you have to. Uh, well, nobody knows what we're talking about. So what happened here? Oh, it's okay. all right. Our, our, we have a very casual listener base, so you can you can say these types okay. of things. Okay, good. Um, okay, so, and trust me, even though I had some memory loss on the patch, I am not forgetting any of these details. Okay. Uh, okay, so, I'm in the club. Like I said, I didn't really make any friends. There wasn't really, I, it seemed like it was just mostly all couples. Um, and so, I'm just sitting, having a drink, uh, enjoying the people watching and all of a sudden, people just, like, they're screaming. 
uh, people are running off of the dance floor. And so I'm thinking like maybe there's been a fight or someone's hurt. And so the DJ is like on the microphone, he's like, um, we need housekeeping in here. And so I think that the staff thought he was like making a joke and he's like, no, seriously, we need housekeeping and security. So after about three or four minutes of confusion, they turn the lights on. And so I think only half of the people in the room knew what was going on. So anyway, as everyone was whispering and talking. And so I asked this guy who was on the dance floor, like what happened? So apparently there was a girl who I guess she had had a little bit too much to drink. No. And she threw up on the dance floor, but it, she also, uh, Basically, she shit all over the dance floor. So it was coming out both ends at the same time, <laughs> so, which is just, I mean, just disgusting. So after they, they clean it up, then the DJ's like, okay, the dance floor is back open. And surprisingly, people just get out there and start dancing again like it never happened. So the next day, I was waiting in line to speak to guest services, and there are two women in front of me who were talking about the incident. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, wasn't that crazy? And so apparently after I left, the girl came back. She had changed her pants. She still was wearing the same shirt, but she came back and was getting her groove thing on on the dance floor once again. Uh, so I was saying, like, I'm sure, like, wouldn't you love to know who it was? And they were like, oh, no, no we no. know who it was. She came back. <laughs> I, I would not love to know who it was. And yeah. if she came back, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little rough, and especially with all the, you know, the talking about recently on Royal Caribbean with the whole, you know, norovirus outbreak. You oh, know. man. I mean, I, oh, you, yeah. you would expect that. And it was that was pretty late, too, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah. It shut was, it, it down. was late. I think you just shut it down after that. You know, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm all just, for keeping the party going. But maybe after, you know, somebody rolls a deuce on the dance floor, <laughs> maybe it's time to shut it down and, you know, live to fight another. But that was the last night, too, though, right? It, so it was the second to last night. Okay. So, so yeah, everyone got to uh, got to talk about it the next day. So I'm glad that it was the last night because I would I would have never have known how the the story ended. I would have never have found out that she came back and was <laughs> dancing again. Oh my god! Uh, if I would have saw that, I would have just started looking for somebody with the patch and started to apply the patch to myself <laughs> to try to forget about that whole mess. That's what I would have done. I know, man. Why couldn't my patch have erased that memory? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's just hope she was wearing the patch so she doesn't remember because that that's very uh, traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it does. It sounds to me like she's not necessarily too bothered by it. You know, because I agree with you a hundred percent. If I was gonna rally after doing a double barrel release. <laughs> if I was gonna rally, I would find a different part of the ship to do it in. If it was exactly me. like the dueling piano bar, <laughs> or I mean, yes, definitely. Yeah. She, she 
she must have really really liked that uh the nightclub yeah no see the hardware of that ship i really really did like it was a very very nice layout uh you know you're a fa- you're a family person so i don't expect you to necessarily agree with me on this but however what i would say is you know as a single cruiser as we kind of go out and you know we're looking to meet people and have some fun and make new friends and you know whatever else uh but i i like the the aft pool i liked it when it was adults only i'm not mm-hmm. I, I love i love kids and i love i'm a, i'm a i'm a very pro family guy i love it but i i just wish there should be some areas where you can because that was always the thing with me on on carnival where i just love the aft pool where you can kind of relax around when the sun's going down get yourself a bunch of drinks and kind of like hang out by the yeah. pool and really like kind of like just feel really at peace now you know what there's kids involved they're running around they're crying they're screaming they're peeing all over the place <laughs> and, and again and God bless them. I love them. But, you know, can we have the areas, some adult areas? I know they have the Serenity, but the Serenity's dead. That's just like there's nothing really going up. That's like a oh. – so that's like what I had a little bit of an issue with with the, sh- the ship where they kind of like opened the back up to families. There's plenty of room on the Lido deck, especially that Lido deck was so big. You could fit all the families on the Lido deck, you know? Exactly. Yes. Oh, I, I totally agree. And um, one of the things I loved about the getaway was how – um, the back of the ship, they oh, basically had, yeah. yeah, like a giant club outside. There was the grotto with like the, the waterfalls. And I loved that that was adults only all the time, day and night. And, um, you know, the, the club was so small on, uh, horizon yeah, it wasn't even a club it was that's the thing it wasn't designed no. to be a club you saw by that bar no. did you see the bar it was, the bar was like it, a rollaway bar it was horrible which yeah. on the vista they had an actual bar so that that was one thing that was a huge mistake that when they made the horizon but yeah. um i i just loved on the getaway how they had a club inside but then the club outside was so much fun because one of the reasons that you go on a cruise is to, you know, hang out outside and enjoy the fresh air and look at the stars. And uh, when I was on the getaway, it was also when uh, one of the, it was in, they had an eclipse. And um, so I remember, yeah. And so they had the, I forget what they, what they called it. It was like the, the glow party. Yeah. The glow party. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse? It was a lunar eclipse, okay. and so we're dancing and um, watching the eclipse while the um, party was going on. It was just so much fun. And if you have the right entertainment guy or girl on board with that, you know, kind of pumping the crowd. That's what I say. The Spice H two O. That's what it is back there. And man, yes. it just seems like Carnival was really, really good at that for a while with the deck parties and everything and this and that. Right. I feel like Carnival did go. Uh, I think they just found their market to be recently more on the family level which is good for them okay they want to go right. that route. and Norwegian has kind of positioned itself as more of like the meet and mingle and kind of singles kind of cruise line not that they're not good at families but you know they, right. they kind of went after that market a little bit more than Carnival has exactly and I love too how Nor- Norwegian has been doing the free at sea promotions oh, yeah. and having the open bar because so many of my clients are against cruising because they want to have, you know, an open bar. And so I love that, you know, they kind of 
um, they were the first ones to go out there and do it. And it has been a huge success. I think that they've been doing it for, for a couple of years now. It was supposed to just be a temporary thing, but they almost have it all the time. And, um, and I love it, although it does make the lines for the bars ridiculously long. <laughs> but it's, That is I true. Mean, it's still worth it for sure. So what would you say as far as uh, when you get on a cruise? Well, what level of uh, drinker are you? Oh, so I am. So usually I do not drink a lot only because I get a little motion sick and sometimes just a hangover on a ship is not where you want to have a horrible two-day hangover. Very and, true. Um, you know, I also don't want to, you know, spend spend my time being sick. I want to enjoy the vacation. But on the Vista, I will say that it's the first time ever that I think that my bar tab cost almost as much as the entire cruise did <laughs> um, <laughs> so no drink package yeah yeah so uh yeah i definitely i had a lot to drink on the vista i enjoyed myself i loved it it was so much fun um on the horizon i i kind of had to um control myself a little um just because it you know the they're ex- the drinks are expensive. Like well, yeah, but you don't you don't like the you don't get the drink package. So it's usually not. So it's usually I don't drink enough to make it worth it. The okay. only time I should have gotten it was when I was on the Vista. Now I have gotten the drink package a few times after I've sailed on the Vista. Okay, um, but. I didn't drink that much. It's it's so weird. If if I can drink, I'm like, eh, I don't need. And then if I don't get the drink package, I'm just ordering drinks like crazy. That's just how it goes, though, I guess. Makes sense. Are you currently? <laughs> but, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, if you plan on having a few drinks a day, though, the drink package is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I automatically, I don't even play around. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I factor the drink package in the cost of my cruise pretty much. Yeah. I didn't do it on that breakaway cruise where I went solo because I just wanted to basically like, I was kind of like, dude, I was planning on doing like a little bit of a getaway where I didn't know the level of single action that they were going to have on that ship. Right. So I was taking it as like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go away and treat, kind of treat it like a little bit of a work trip. I interviewed the cruise director and things like that. So. I was just like, you know, I'll just kind of do like a little bit of a shutdown and I'll kind of re up and maybe refocus, always be booked in the podcast and the travel agency and everything like that. So, uh, right. but then lo and behold, they put you in this room, like you said, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're being introduced to everybody else who's single on the ship and you have a singles coordinator who literally hunts you down if you don't start showing up to the events thomas where were you we had the uh we had the lunch we had the brunch at margaritaville today and that is so funny yeah. i've never gotten to cruise in in one of the singles rooms i didn't I cruise not. in the singles room either but i did do some research people uh you know what i did you know it's such a great resource and things like that so i was found myself on the ship it was day two and i was like all right so what's going on i thought that i was i was told about all this single action and things like that so i kind of just went on the Norwegian, uh, w- one of the Facebook groups, it might have been the Norwegian Singles or maybe Norwegian uh, uh, 
breakaway. And I just asked, and somebody said, yeah, just ask about the singles cabins. Because, yes, you're right. You have access to those singles lounges if you are in the single studio. But if you're not, you don't. So I just asked. They said, no, no, no. They'll, they'll They'll leave the door open during the hours of the meet. I'm like, okay. So I just walked in there and I opened the door and I could get in. Now I was in the singles hallway and then I ended up oh. in the lounge and it was just like, who's this? What's your name? Oh, Thomas, what's up? Sit down. Welcome. Next thing you know, I'm sitting at the table with three girls and we were, dude, we just ro- oh rolled together gosh. for the whole rest of the trip and I still stay in contact with them now. So how fun. I did not know that you could go into the lounges if you weren't staying in one of those cabins. That's awesome. Yeah, all they care about is if, you want, if you're a single cruiser. Like to, if you're a right. single cruiser, because cause they were sold out on my particular sailing, and okay. either way, the, the deal was better just for me to get my own standard cabin. And right. uh, yeah, it was great. We literally just checked in with each other every morning. We were from morning till night. We were we were just the three of us together to the point where one of the girls posed like, "We have our crew now. Can we stop going to these singles events?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, that's a violation. You you that stay with the people who so brought you here." Funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, that that is so cool. I I did not know that. So. Uh, the next time I go on a cruise, I'm going to sneak into the singles lounge. Yeah, no, they'll let you right uh, in. It's not even sneaking. They have a host and everything. They'll be happy to see you. That is so cool. The fellas have will be you, extra happy to see you, definitely. Trust me. <laughs> have you, uh, whenever you went on the breakaway, did you, were, did they show you the, oh my goodness, why can't I not think of it now? The private area of the ship where you have to have the key card. The beach club. No, the vibe, the be- vibe Beach Club. The Beach Club is cool, but not that. Oh, the uh, Haven, the Haven, the Haven. Yes, the Haven. Yeah, no. Did you? Oh, I've been so in a Haven. Cool. Shout out to King Marty. Marty is a listener and uh, you know a friend now at this point. And you know yeah. we, we we went on a cruise and we met Marty on board a cruise uh, on the Norwegian Gem, and uh, uh-huh. he he had some upgrades and he got freaking upgraded into like the palace of all palaces on the ship no. if, if you've ever been on a norwegian like uh, gem or one of those classes of ships if you're on the lido deck you could look up and you could see there's a suite up there that has like a hot tub outside it's very very high up and you're like <laughs> up there look Seen it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So he got that suite, and uh, on his birthday, his wife kind of rounded us up, and we had all made friends uh, maybe on day five or six or whatever it was, and his wife, everybody who we made friends with on the ship, his wife, who I literally hadn't known five days prior to that, rounded us all up at midnight because he was already asleep. She's like, what I want to do is I want to round you guys all up. You know, we just met. You know, we're, we're, we're new friends, but can I round you all up? Marty loves every one of you guys. Can we get you to come into the room and sing? Wake him up by singing "Happy Birthday" to him in his room. So it was like it was like eleven of us went in there. We followed her up there. We went up to the haven. We all got in, and we were in the room, and we just, we sang "Happy Birthday" to him. And he woke up. He's like, "What the hell's going on right now?" But yes. I did catch a glimpse of that room, and boy, wow. I was like, damn. Own hot tub, two floors, two levels. I mean, there's various levels within the Haven. They're probably not. That's like probably the master suite because right. I also went on the Florida-Georgia line cruise, the country okay. the country cruise. Oh, I had a friend that went on that cruise. What a zoo. It, yeah. I heard it was fun. Yeah, but when we were – so just to let you know the level of suite it was, when we were on the Pearl, which is identical to the Gem, we're on the Lido deck. That's the room that Florida Georgia Line was staying in. Oh, my gosh. How cool. Yeah, you should definitely do one of those theme cruises, whether it's the country cruise or uh, a couple of different country cruises. Now, they, they, Florida Georgia Line stopped doing it, so now they use Brantley Gilbert for it. 
but uh-huh. um, it's a little. I'm I'm kind of done with it. For me, it was like maybe one and done. I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but right, boy, it's a frigging party, man. It's like really out of control. They only let you. They only do them four day cruises because you know seven days would probably wreck everybody. But they have the '80s cruise, which I thought would pretty much be cool. I'm a little older right. than you, so I was at those. Thought it would be a good time, but they have theme cruises, and and I just think it's. I mean, talk about a theme cruise. It's like even as a travel agent trying to sell that. It's like, man, getting the you, one of your favorite things in the world to do is cruising, and then right. putting that together with something that you're an enthusiast of, with a bunch of like minded people for that same, you know, whatever it is. Man, yeah. nothing like a theme cruise. Uh, did you know that they have nude cruises? I just found that out. Who? Where did I hear that from? <laughs> I heard it from the cruise dudes. Shout out to the cruise dudes. Do you know who they are? Uh, no. They have a they have a podcast, and uh, I literally just found out on a carnival ship. Uh, they interviewed a cruise director, and they said, "Yeah, they do. They have one coming up. Nudist cruises." That I oh, probably yeah. I probably said that. I, I interviewed my friend Mike. Who uh-huh. uh, from uh, from New York, and he's a former police officer. He goes on swingers cruises. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, yeah, be- I yeah, be- <laughs> that's a whole different type. You know, that's a whole different type of singles. Uh, <laughs> oh, I I saw some pictures. They have like beds lined up in like the uh, if you've ever been on Royal Caribbean, they have beds uh-huh. lined up in the uh, in the in the Grand Atrium in the uh, Royal Promenade. And no. it's just a mess. Yeah, not not for me whatsoever. Oh but, you know. my gosh, that's probably where the norovirus comes from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the naked people, all the E. coli, the beds. That's that's horrible. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what kind of? Oh I mean, just imagine God. that buffet line. Just look at. Just imagine the buffet line. That's a whole other oh. level of like. There's not enough hand sanitizer in the world that (laughs) that could clean. A thousand percent. Yeah, that washy that that washy washy goes to the next level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if the washy washy guys sprays their hands, and if that's the only place that they spray. Or oh man, that's horrible. Yeah, to to, to each his own. And those of you that love it, great. Uh, I'm gonna sit those out. I'm gonna sit those pieces out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The people that love it, yeah. I mean, good good for you. Like, if if you have the confidence to do it, I mean, do it. I, uh, my husband and I went to Saint Martin. We went to Orient Beach, yep. which is uh, half of a nude beach, and we didn't know. And so we went for a walk on the beach, and um, hello, the, ma- <laughs> the ma- oh yeah, and the majority of the people are elderly and uh like it just i don't know it just is um i was surprised though it was very crowded over there on that side <laughs> we had the same experience and uh you know we we weren't expect but you're right it's it's when it comes to that stuff it's not a sexual thing at all it's not people like you know no. trying to show off it's just listen this is naturally how we this is how exactly. we how we live our lives you know it's crazy because when we went the first time, when I went the first time, it was just a packed beach. And Orient Beach is clearly, you know, far and away the, you know, the the most. I guess if you're just talking beach, it's like the most popular beach on St. Martin. But right. uh, you know, and it was nude back then too. But you know, since there was so many tourists, you know, you'd see some nude person here, nude person there. It wouldn't really kind of stand out as much. But since the hurricane hit and Orient Beach got clobbered. 
it uh, uh-huh. it removed all the tourists. So a lot of the tourists, because the a lot of the carts and like the vendors and the stores and everything like for whatever reason, people okay. kind of stopped going. And then when we were there last time on a tour, we stopped there for like ten minutes. All the people that are there now are it's just that's just the naked people now. Just so naked like, people. <laughs> yeah, so they stand out that much more, and they're kind of just oh hanging out. This. Oh, man. Okay, so for those listening, be prepared. If you go to Orient Beach, yes, exactly. (laughs) You're getting a lot of nakedness going on. (laughs) Exactly. Cassie, I don't want to keep you all day. I know you got things to get to, but I wanted to hear about, you know, how you got started with the travel agency a little bit more. I know we touched on it a little bit, but uh, talk about your travel agency a little bit and how people can get in touch with you if they want to book through you. Sure. Um, Okay, so... The way that I got started into travel was I was an avid cruiser. I loved doing it, Um, but my husband was a penny pincher, and so um, he was like, okay, I'm all good with, you know, going on these trips. Sorry, my dog is uh, coughing (laughs) coughing up a hairball or something. Got a lot going on Um, over there. Yeah. Um, So anyways, I... um, I have an aunt who owned a travel agency, but it was just for um, Disney. And I used to have people that would uh, reach out to me and ask about what cruises they should book. And, you know, I would help them. And I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even know that travel agents existed. And uh, so anyways, my aunt would call and ask me questions if she had people that wanted to go on a Disney cruise because she had never cruised before. And so um, one day she was like, I have an idea. Why don't I hire you on as my cruise consultant and I'll I'll give you all of the cruise bookings. Uh, So I did that for a while. I fell in love with it. I went to... um, the CLIA 360 conference, which is a huge conference for travel agents in Fort Lauderdale. And I kind of realized that I was missing out on a whole other world, you know, booking just Disney. Um, So I ended up uh, talking with my aunt, who's fantastic. I love her so much. And I asked her what she thought and if she would be okay with me kind of bring out and starting my own business and um, she was extremely supportive she said of course like um, you know I would love for you to and so that's where Southern Charm Travel was born and um, I just have fallen in love with it so much and I um, you know I just I don't know I love doing it it doesn't feel like work for me Um, no I agree with that that's you know I mean, when, I, when I'm in a when I'm in a bad mood or I'm down a little bit, I, I sometimes just like, all right, let's see what cruises are out there. And fully knowing I'm not even probably going to book one, but you know, just just <laughs> looking them up just puts you in a better mood. <laughs> it really does, and you know, there's just something about someone calling you after your trip or sending you a postcard and just saying, you know, this is the best trip we've ever had, and. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me how I compete with things like Expedia and Hotwire and, um, you know, booking online. And it definitely is hard. And there are some people out there who, um, 
you know, ask me about trips and um, I send them a bunch of information and do the work and then they end up going online and booking it themselves, um, which I don't think that they really realize that. Yeah, I'm sure I they're not doing do it on purpose. I'm sure it's not on right. purpose, but but exactly. you know it doesn't cost them anything to like. It, let me let me help you out. You know what I mean? It's and, so true. And you know another perk, which I think a lot of travel agents do this, but you know I I have I've traveled so much, so I can give so much advice about the best uh, beaches to go to, just like. Don't take your teenage boys to Orient Beach unless you want them seeing some nude ladies. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I just, I've traveled with kids. I know what you need to pack, what you don't need to pack, you know. So I, I really try to go above and beyond for my clients. And it's not just about booking the room and getting the sale. But I do a lot of things also that, um, you know, I, that I don't get paid for, but just because I, I truly love each one of them and I want it to be their best vacation ever. So um, I try to tell them things that I wish I would have known, you know, my first few cruises or first few trips. Um, but yeah, so I never charge for my services. Um, people, so I, I have a, a work email, but I never use it. So I just give people my personal email, which is fullasunshine at AOL.com. So it's full of sunshine. And I've had that email address since I was about 11 years old, <laughs> but uh, everyone knows it. It's so hard to change it. So it's the one I check most often. And honestly, uh, I, and that's your personal? That's your personal email? <laughs> that's my personal. That worked out perfectly. <laughs> that was like almost like destiny because that is the perfect email address for a travel agent as well. So that worked it's, out great. That's true. Um, and then, you know, of course, I have a Facebook page, an Instagram account, um, Southern Charm Travel Boutique. Um but I, now I have a question for you. Um, when are we go, going to go on a cruise together and do some research? I think we should definitely do a cruise for research. Um, are you booked currently right now? I am. So Where are you going? We, so we are going to Western Caribbean. We're going on the Symphony of the Seas, which wow. I'm so excited to see. And Have you done Oasis class before? I have not. Be I'm ready. So, oh, my I'm gosh. I'm so excited. Um, you Here's, know what? Actually, maybe it's Harmony of the Seas. I can't remember. It's one of those. Either one. Same thing. You, um, you basically, what you have to realize, and what I'll say, is do not think that you're good. If you run around and try to think that you're going to get to everything on that ship, you're probably yeah. doing yourself a little bit of a disservice. Pick a couple right. of different neighborhoods, immerse yourself, get into it. Um, I, I'll say this. I'll give a little sleeper hint. There's a place called Dazzles uh-huh. on the ship, and it's not even in one of the neighborhoods. It's kind of tucked away on like a, I want to say like deck seven or eight, and it's not necessarily a place where they throw you at a lot of times, but it's like a retro kind of like 1980s looking kind of like double decker nightclub type entertainment venue and that's where the multi-purpose like band is the band who could play basically any song in the world just like if you just just by hearing it and it's uh-huh. it's got a beautiful overlook of the boardwalk and i really f- think it's like a hidden gem on there uh-huh. and, and then also know that at central park when you're at central park at night those restaurants 
man, you're taken to somewhere where you don't really feel like you've ever been. Like you, oh. you, you forget completely. Forget you're on a cruise ship. There's like a celloist and a, and a strings organ, like little strings band right there, and you're just hanging out outside, dining outside, whether it's Giovanni's or 150 Central Park or Chop Steakhouse, and you're just taking it in. And you're just looking at whoever you're with, like. This is oh a ship. My gosh. It's beautiful. Yeah. I am so excited. I I'm like loving that nightclub already that you were telling me about. Yeah. Uh so maybe you should come with me. Let's all go. When it, when is this one? I'm actually kind of heavily not heavily, but I got a couple of bookings right now and a few things up in the air. But what when is this one? Okay, so this one is the first week of October. So later this fall. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It'll be over my daughter's birthday. She'll be turning six. Um, it will be just after my son's birthday. And then uh, my husband's birthday was October 7th. Oh, wow. Um, so it'll be a nice little birthday celebration for our whole family. But my mom uh, is coming with us. And so she'll, you know, watch the kids when they don't want to go to the kids club. So if you can come, come. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some research. Interview some people. Yeah. If and- if I if I can, I will. I probably. It, it, you know what? If if it was likely to for me to get on a cruise outside the ones I'm booked on, that would be yeah. the time because it kind of sits right in the middle. But right. what I have right now, and I'm, it's a little. I'm always in a cruise cruise quandary because I get booked, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Look at this deal. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. So, for instance, right now, we were going to. Isn't it so yeah, hard? I was going to do, do a book, a group cruise on the Carnival, on the uh, Navigator of the Seas with Royal Caribbean. And it was uh-huh. going to be the first always be both group cruise. So, we were going to do uh-huh. like a couple of days. I figured it was like, all right, let's do. But my listeners told me, no, it's too short notice and it's too short yeah. of a cruise. So. Uh-huh. But one of them booked, so I felt a little obligated. Shout out to Chris Decker. Uh, I, 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 because one of the listeners already booked. I was like, all right, well, at least I rounded up a couple of friends. I'm like, well, let's book this one too, and let's right. just go on it. Let's go on, even though it's not the group cruise anymore. Let's just go on it. So we booked it, and then guess what happened? Chris Decker bailed out. No. <laughs> so now You're we're yeah. Me. So now we're on this cruise. No, for no offense. Big shout out to Chris. And we we oh, like, like you don't have to like think like you made us book this. Well, like you know it doesn't take doesn't take too much arm twisting for us to book cruises. So we're fine <laughs> with it. And it was a group of four of us that we're going to go on. But then we noticed that this thing was like somewhere around four hundred and fifty dollars for the base price for an inside cabin per person. And then right. I looked. And then it was like this was a four day, one day on the navigators the seas, uh, one day in Nassau, one day in Coco Cay. But uh-huh. then just me and I just can't help myself. I have that wandering cruise eye, <laughs> and I see on Norwegian on the Norwegian Star for basically the same price, seven uh-huh. seven days out of Miami to Saint nah. Tom- Saint Thomas Tortola and Nassau. So, no. <laughs> yeah, so we would lose our deposit, but it's almost probably worth it. So that's on May. Who cares? Th- th- so Do the, it. That's April 20th. The other one we're originally booked on right now is May 6th. So it's very, very close to the same time. And then, okay. Cassie, I'm expecting to see you on the first ever for real. Always be both group cruise, and you have plenty of lead time for this. This is January Ooh, when is it? January. I, I the information's up on my Facebook page, but it's like late January, and it's on um, the uh, Adventure of the Seas, and we have I'm a bunch there. of yeah, we have a bunch of people booked on it already for the uh, for who you know listeners and stuff like that. We're really excited about that, and that's going to St. Thomas. Uh, 
I actually forgot where it's going, but it's a it's an eight night cruise, and it's like literally like the same price as that other one. So it's like it's a, it's an obscenely low price. And uh, count you know, me in, so count me in. That. I'm game. Yeah. Well, that's all right. We're we're gonna do one together at least sometime. And uh, question two, you sh- if you can do it, I don't know if I can do it yet, but you should come to um the Clea Cruise 360 conference with me. When is that? It will change your business. Yeah. So it's usually at the beginning of April. Um, but I'll send you, we, we can chat about it. I'll send you some information. But the, the first year I ever went, I just, I learned so much. You get, it's just, it's amazing. And they give tons of cruises, conference. Um, uh, they did this, uh, this game where they asked you questions about all the different cruise lines. Okay. And out of like thousands of people, and I almost won um, really? a free cruise to Europe. Yeah. I was so close yet so far. Oh, so I got to Europe. Uh, a nice, yeah, it was awesome. It was like a 14-day cruise. I, um, as my third place prize, I got a nice bottle of wine, a gift card, like some, um, I mean, it, it was still awesome. But anyway, so I've got to go back and redeem myself and get first place. Definitely. And that's in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. For, well, so it goes between, sometimes they do it in Fort Lauderdale. Sometimes they do it in um, Canada. But I'm pretty what? sure this year, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that this year is Fort Lauderdale. But um, yeah, either the greatest place in the world or uh, <laughs> Canada. Yeah, strange, strange, huh? Well, um, if it's in Fort Lauderdale, that's 20 minutes from where I sit right now. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, I did not know that. I don't know I if think... you've if you spent time in Fort Lauderdale, any decent amount of time in Fort Lauderdale. Not really. I've it is the been... Venice. I learned last week in my interview with Beatrix, it is the Venice of America. And it is my f- single favorite city in this uh, in this country. I've never been lucky enough You're to live there, but I'm very, me. very close. It is, I mean, it's got a mix of everything. If you wanted to rage out till 5 in the morning, it has that. If you want to yeah. just kind of relax on the beach, it has that. It's 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 so fortunate and it's the that it has, it sits on just... A bunch of different networks of canals, which lends mm-hmm. itself to a bunch of restaurants to have waterfront areas, and it, it's just so nice. And there's a water taxi service there that just can you can navigate your way throughout the whole city via water taxi. It's awesome. It really, really is. I, I mean, if you, if you get into it a little so, bit, that is so cool. Well, um, one of the awesome things about going to the conference is that you get to tour three to four different cruise ships. So you spend an entire day on the ship. You get to see all of the different room types, even like the presidential super fancy suites that you could never afford, but you always wonder what they're like in person. <laughs> and uh, you get to have lunch. Uh, it's so cool you know what i but, do um, though? i did a couple of those ship visits cassie i'm not gonna lie to you and i learned yeah. that you can do this and i'm gonna do it next time and i'm not Tell the only me. one who's done this you're supposed Tell to go me. on and you're supposed to kind of like you know put your business casual attire on and yeah. uh, you know you go on and you stay with the group but cassie you don't have to do any of that crap. you sneak off you can just basically have like your shorts and shirt underneath and like just <laughs> take the pants off and kind of Put them in a bag that you have, and then basically what you do is you put your feet. In the, you're on a cruise. You're on a cruise <laughs> for like four hours. You could use the water slides. You can freaking eat the guys' burgers. You could do whatever you want. I yeah. did the same thing. I was 
able to. I snuck off and left the group and pretended to be a passenger. But the only bad thing is whenever they call you and you have to leave, is it not the most depressing <laughs> thing to see everyone at the bar? And like, it sucks because cheering. the whole time you're like, but, but it's also, it stays with you the whole time you're on because you know that that's coming. And you're like, this it's is true. the biggest tease in the world. It, oh my gosh, it's true. It's like, it's so sad whenever you have to get off. Yes, I hate it. I have three of them coming up though. They do them randomly throughout Florida. And I have um, yeah. one of them in Jacksonville coming up and two of them in Orlando coming up where you could just board the ship and kind of hang out. Carnival earmuffs, if you're listening. We don't. We stay with the carnival earmuffs. We stay with the group and we follow everybody. The only thing good with to stay with the group is... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You can't drink, oh, yeah, um, basically, just- but you, you w- during lunch, when they give you that lunch... They, yeah. they come around with wine. Oh yeah, I had I had way too much wine on one of the ships, and it, they they just kept refilling our glasses and refilling. This was on MSC, okay, and the oh, yeah. Divina, and um, oh, and also on this ship, it was the first time I've ever seen dog passengers on board. Oh boy, I've never seen that. <laughs> I heard about it. I, I just oh, people yeah. say that with this. There was that big controversy with Royal Caribbean about you know the um, emotional support animals, and I'm just starting to think to myself, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a dog on a cruise ship. I haven't. Well, there was a lot of European. You know, MSC is um, a European cruise line. There were a lot of European people. This dog was a little tiny, like Maltese that had bows in its hair <laughs> and um and then on princess i have also seen um a dog but this was definitely a service animal but um they uh so they said that uh you actually pay for the dog you pay full price as if they're but as if they're a uh, passenger so whatever you pay for your cruise ticket you pay for your animal so yeah. hey if you've got the money to do it, like, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, go ahead. MSC, but, is that, did you feel like sometimes you were back at Orient Beach when you are on a MSC, the European <laughs> cruise line? Um, no. But, Thankfully. Uh, Good. Oh, at all the little tiny Speedos. Yeah. Um, I did hear a great comedy show once, though, about a comedian who didn't know that he was um, on, he was going to be performing on a um on a nude cruise <laughs> and uh, he said i guess whenever you are in a port your clothes have to be on since you're next to ships but then as soon as they start sailing off just the clothes come off and so he said he had just gotten on the ship i guess he had flown into whatever island that they were ported at and uh he said as soon as the um you know the bell rang or whatever the horn uh he said he just looked and there were naked people everywhere <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah i would, um, I would yeah that's not my thing i just just, I just too much it's <laughs> i want to thank you for coming on it was great chatting with you and i think we got a lot of information and we it was cool to kind of catch up on you know we we this is more than we've spoken on the cruise ship and you know uh, it was a pleasure to kind of you know get filled in on on your life and what you have going on and it was really really cool to let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Let's do that one more time. So where is the uh, – so it's uh, – so, what is it? Sunshine? Lots of sunshine? What is it again? It's, so it's full of sunshine. Full of sunshine. So 
Mm-hmm. So it's F-U-L-L-A, sunshine, at AOL.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at Southern Charm Travel Boutique. We have an Instagram account, of course, with lots of pictures. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that I, I just started, so I'm kind of working on. But I did put up a lot of um, videos from our cruise on the horizon. Um, so you should go and check those out. Absolutely. Um, but thank you so much again for having me. And um, it was a pleasure to talk and catch up with you. And um, if there's anything that I can ever do to help you, you just let me know. And uh, I will definitely be on your first group cruise. That is great news. Great to hear. And you guys heard it here. So we're going to hold Cassie to that. And definitely check her out at our Southern Charm Travel Boutique. It was a pleasure talking. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks, Cassie. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. So did you guys see this Firefest documentary? It's on Netflix and it uh you know it kind of equates to cruising because of the fact that it's tropical and it's just like it's basically in the Bahamas or supposed to be in the Bahamas, whatever you want to call it. The Exuma Islands. Now this rich kid or whatever he was, I'm, I'm not sure. He he was uh Trying to plan a festival. What he was trying to do was get together with Ja Rule, who was a rapper, in case you don't know. Uh, And what he wanted to do was create an app or basically, you know, a lot of people want to book celebrities for things. And they want to, you know, have access to these celebrities, whether it's, you know, rich people for a Sweet 16 or a speaking engagement or whatever it is, party, launch party, whatever they are. There was always, there still is and it remains sometimes hard to get at these artists even if you want to give them a solid offer even if you want to give them a good offer it can sometimes be tricky you have to go through a lot of hoops and stuff like that agencies and different people play ball with other people and there's a lot of red tape you have to cut through to get access to these artists and the purpose that uh, for this app that they were trying to create was to give direct access to booking celebrities it's not you know, it's it's just kind of so many of these apps nowadays. They're just designed to cut out middlemen, uh, and that's almost like Derek Jeter's 
company that he started uh, with somebody else i'm sure uh the post tribune the players tribune and um you know i think the the thing there was just he thought there was so much red tape between athletes themselves and the media and what the athletes really wanted to get out there was basically filtered by whatever the media's agenda might be in many cases and uh the purpose of that app was to kind of eliminate that. Now, in this situation, what they wanted to do was give anybody who wanted to book a celebrity and who had the money the ability to directly do so. And it was going to call the Fire app, F-Y-R-E or something like that. And uh, in order to launch this, and this this was the genius part. You have to give it to them for this. In order to launch this app, they were going to do it on the festival. A lot of people don't even know that the festival, yeah, while it was supposed to be awesome, profitable, money-making, and everything like that, it was really just mainly supposed to be a vehicle to launch this app and this business that was going to live on for a long time. Now, I'm sure they were going to do this festival year after year. Now, on paper, it sounded amazing. And what they did and what they understood, and, you know, you got to give them credit for this. You got you can't give them credit for much. But you got to give them credit for what they did was basically give a free trip to the Bahamas. And what they had was pretty much just a pre-festival. Now, Ja Rule is involved, so there's your celebrity. You have the brains and stuff like that, the people who are going to do most of the heavy lifting and things like that behind the scenes. And they're putting together this uh, pre-party where maybe 60 to 80 people are going to go out to the Bahamas, and they are going to just launch this out-of-control promotional kind of just video fest. And uh, what, what, it, what it ideally was going to be was going to be the biggest promotion for this upcoming mu- mu- uh, music festival. So the pre-party was supposed to promote this in- incredible, crazy music festival, which the music festival was supposed to promote this the launching of this amazing, incredible, out-of-control app that's going to come out. That's going to, like I said, show the purposes of connecting people who want to book celebrities directly with the celebrities. It's basically cut and dry. You have the money, you have the money. Does the celebrity have the date available? Do they agree on a price? Let's do it. Cut out all the agencies and the negotiations and this and that. So it, it seems like a good idea, especially for someone like me who has tried to book celebrities for things, tried to book shows and things like that, and I'm running around trying to get a contact on a line on, you know, these third rate, you know, country artists and people like that, that, you know, I don't know how to get to them. Who's available? Who's doing shows? Who's within a $10,000 budget? You know, all things like that. So this would have, you know, been very, very helpful. Uh, So they do a party. So now everybody's going to the Bahamas. They have six different islands, six different locations. It was originally billed as they were going to purchase the Pablo Escobar Island. They were in talks with his family. They actually had a line on it. What they did was, and this happens a lot in my business. I see it all the time. You, and the, the, I guess the mantra is, and you've heard it, will ask for forgiveness rather than permission. And they just take liberties. And yes, a lot of times it works. You just take liberties and take liberties and push and push and push. You have an agenda. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily always directly in line with the person's agenda who you're doing business with. So you are going to push the envelope, push the envelope until you can get what you want. And then when you see that you've pushed a little too far, you back off. And that's what these guys were doing. They weren't supposed to use Pablo Escobar's name, um, you know, and what they were doing was basically filming. So they 60 or 80 of them go out there. They got jet skis. They have 
uh, accommodations, they have parties, they have drinks, they have bonfires, they're having everything, and it basically looks like a, you know, let's call it rich people. Well, no, it's not rich people, but people who are doing well, just kind of paradise. And what they also realized is that this is the best time, the best time to get promotion from people who are quote-unquote influencers. That's the word that everybody's throwing around right now. I don't love the word, uh, but that's the word. I guess you you know, some people you, you put people in categories. I guess if you could put a name to what I want to do or, or what I'm trying to kind, kind of trying to do, uh, it's influencer. And I hate the word, but that's kind of what they're calling it now. So, their influencers happen to be Instagram models, and man, what a great time it is to be a hot girl in America or in the world right now. You just, I mean, the Instagram is just loaded, loaded, loaded with girls that are just fun to look at, and they have personalities, and you want to know more about them, and you feel a connection to them without, you know, them having a, com- they're happy because they're getting all the views and the likes in the world, and they have a wall up, you can't get to them, but they can still get the attention, and then that turns into something that's profitable and monetizable where they can kind of do advertising and do posts and things like that because those advertisers know that they have millions of followers and millions of people engaging with them. So everybody wins. Uh, So they tracked down, you know, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 of these people, models everywhere, celebrities, whoever, uh, businessmen, uh, businesswomen, people of influence, people who just are movers and shakers, good looking people in general, people involved with the festival, uh, employees of the festival that was coming up. And they just got them all out there. And they just had a camera crew, a video crew, and they just started basically just filming everything and they'll worry about it later we'll edit it later we'll fix it and then all the footage was geared towards selling the experience of this festival that's coming up they're talking about oh they do you get flown in in luxury you can have luxury accommodations it's going to be just a dance party on the beach with some of the hottest acts out there right now i don't know about ja rule and blink 182 being the hottest acts out there right now but you know you had djs and stuff like that they had major laser who was you know in the edm world they're pretty big so this was just going to be a paradise and then uh just they're on this island and uh things just started to go bad things were promised that were not delivered upon accommodations were advertised and not nearly living up to the uh level of the advertisement the uh the transportation was nowhere near on the level that people said it was going to be the running water was an issue the capacity they oversold it completely so this was the perfect storm they oversold the event completely and they under, uh, what would you say? They under accommodated. They didn't have the accommodations that they were going to say to have said to, to have available. And then they sold these villas that were basically. And this is great because I mean it's not great. I mean, the, the thing is, nobody has really a lot of sympathy for these people because it's all the well-to-do people. Uh, I have sympathy for them because you know what they got screwed, and you know what I'm not necessarily just gonna, you know, hate on them per se because they were rich. But there's a little, little bit of a, you know, like, like I said, it was a little tough for a lot of people to feel sympathy for them. So <laughs> these luxury villas that they were selling on the beach were uh, hurricane tents. <laughs> 
and they had beds in them, but there wasn't enough of them, and they were just placed sporadically throughout the the beach, the beach area. Uh, no climate control, no running water, and this is just not a situation that these people are ready to live up to. And it was clear as day that this was not going to work out well. It was clear as day that this was going to be a disaster train wreck. However, there were so many people invested that wanted a return on this investment. They've spent 35 grand, I'm sorry, 35 grand, 35 million on entertainment alone. So whether it was equipment and talent and things like that, and they know they overpaid. They they weren't going to get, you know, Blink 182 and bands like this to come out to the, you know, some desert island in the Bahamas and do this unless they overpaid them. Blink 182 canceled. Some people started canceling. The customer service, you know, everybody's all excited three, four months out. But then when it gets two weeks out, people want answered. Where am I going for this? What's going to be that? When I land, where am I going? And there was no answers. So there was a customer service disaster. And uh, what ended up happening was everybody showed up there. And what they did was get a plane and it was a 737 plane. So they were selling this ultimate luxury transportation experience because these people are rich. And what they did get, listen, it got them there, but it was basically lower than coach. Like it was an air, airplane that they converted, they repainted, you know, and had the name of the festival on it. So it did seem custom, but, you know, you're basically sitting on benches and uh, not benches, but actual plane, 737, but the, there was no luxury to it whatsoever. And then these people land, and then they get in buses from the airport, and now they're going to the site. And now the people on the ground in the Bahamas are a part of this, so they're in on a day-to-day. You could imagine if something this big comes to basically what is like a third-world island, all the people in the Bahamas are going to be involved with it. So everybody who had you know two good hands and two good feet that were willing to work had a job, and they were working on setting this whole thing up. Now, the bus driver is Bohemian. He's local, so he's telling them he's like oh no offense but you guys have no idea what you're getting involved with now the night before everybody was set to arrive there was a huge rainstorm so every one of those tents was completely you know there was wind damage and there was rain so they were all waterlogged so all these people showed up to a waterlogged event everybody got there and they basically let them off the buses and said all right who has a villa okay just go get one go claim one so it was a stampede of people trying to claim uh, these hurricane tents. Well, you talk about a total disaster. After the first day, the whole thing was canceled. They couldn't get flights out of there because you couldn't, you know, basically accommodate the thousands and thousands of people that showed up to do it. And uh, they basically, for whatever reason, locked everyone in the airport i guess because people they didn't want people running around the town or whatever it is so they locked the airport from the inside nobody had water they was they were dying of thirst and they just had to wait for planes to get out from this canceled festival so what happens now this guy billy who organized it uh billy mcfair mc mc something whatever he uh now he's uh facing charges <laughs> So this is a documentary on Netflix right now, and I had heard about it, and the the food, the luxury food, and the delicious food that they were uh, supposedly giving out, they made a bunch of bologna sandwiches. They just made a bunch of bologna sandwiches, and this was the gourmet food, the complimentary food. This is the thing. (laughs) People give cruising a hard time? Come on. 
let's give a little uh let's give a little little credit to credits due. I know some of the cruises, you know, there's been a four or five of them in the last ten years or so that have ended in a disaster. But compared to this mess, wow, I do actually feel a little yes, they're well to do people and they're gonna bounce back from this. Uh it's amazing that nobody was hurt, nobody died, there was no problems in that regard, but you know, just it was a total, total case of fraud. And then there was a customs issue and there was a problem. So they had one of the guys who was one of the officials. <laughs> this is really bad. There was one of the officials was a gay guy and he was, um, you know, he was just on staff. And why do I say he's a gay guy? No, it doesn't matter except for the fact that the owner of the festival basically said we have a problem at customs. They're shutting the whole thing down. And I don't remember exactly what the detail was and why. There was just some red tape that, you know, you can't do it because of X, Y, or Z. You can't do it because, uh, you know, we're going to shut it down because we're not, we don't, we're not going to get this money. We're worried about the festival. We're worried about getting paid. And somebody at customs was going to shut it down. And the owner of the festival or the, or the creator of the festival called up the guy on staff, the, the gay guy, and said, you got to do us a favor. And the gay guy's like, well, what do I got to do? Well, do anything for the festival. We got to make it work. Because you got to go down and blow the customs guy. <laughs> and this is the gay, guy's, the, the gay guy's point of view telling this story. So he's saying, so now I'm like really wrestling with this in my mind but now i realize i have to go to customs and blow a customs agent or go blow the guy from customs so he goes down there to do it (laughs) and he says this on tv he's actually admitting this on tv and then he gets there and he says so i get there and the guy is so nice he's like no you don't have to blow anybody it's fine all you have to do is just make sure that you know when this thing goes to shit we you got to make sure we get paid we get paid if anybody gets paid we get paid and then you we'll, we'll let you let this thing go but uh it's okay you don't you don't have to blow anybody and uh you know i don't know maybe the guy might have been disappointed he seemed like he he ran to customs ready to, all right if i gotta blow somebody up let's do it i'll blow somebody whatever 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 it takes crazy 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 uh story crazy festival um or would-be festival. And yeah, it's still... I mean, Ja Rule got a lot of bad publicity for it. And he's still trying to talk his way out of it. I actually heard about him talk about this very, very briefly on another podcast uh, called Drink Champs with uh, Nori. I don't know if you know who Nori is, but former hip-hop, 90s hip-hop artist. Had a couple of good songs. Has a really good podcast. Has a lot of, you know, 90s hip-hop guys on there. And that was like, you know, a day a, a day in time that I used to love rap and hip-hop music back then. It's really not the same anymore. But, you know, I like to listen to the old school stories. So he, um, he, he, he basically... Uh, he basically had to back out and he's like listen I'm sorry I, I gotta distance myself from this and really he just was the hands off guy he was a little bit of the face guy but it is what it is they got through it they're more than one guy might go to jail we'll see where it goes but it really really is a good special to check out on Netflix and if you are, on, are so inclined uh, check it out it's fr- uh, Fire Festival Fire Festival something like that it comes right up, so you can't really miss it. All right, each and every week we love getting your emails. They're a very important part to the show, and we want to keep them coming. It's Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you have any inclination whatsoever, uh, please send an email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, and we will read it on the air. We will answer it as best we can. We'll raise it uh, to the rest of the group, and we'll do some research if we have to. But, yeah, keep those emails coming, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. All right, let's get into the first one. Uh, this is from Trevor. Trevor says, I have sailed on both of these ships, talking about the Oasis of the Seas and the 
a lore of the seas. You are right. They are pretty much both the same. The only real differences was uh, one restaurant on the boardwalk was different. The rest was all pretty much the same. We did Oasis in 2017 and Allure in 2012. Both are great ships with lots to do. I do agree with you about it being not so personal with the staff. The room steward only seen four to five times, and with all the different dining options, we didn't really have the da- st- we didn't really have the same dining staff. Trevor, Trevor, you're absolutely right. That's the thing. Man, I mean, I think everybody. I, r- I would recommend everybody. I would do another Oasis class ship. I probably wouldn't. You know, uh, the stars would really have to align. I would not seek to do another Oasis class ship, but I still believe that everybody should do at least one to try it. If you are a fan of cruising, if you are a fan of engineering, if you like to be on vacation, it kind of just, I mean, it will just put you in awe. Just being on this ship will put you, it will blow you away. And, you know, I experienced that on it. To me, I agree. It's a little much as far as just you know, you're you're basically part of a, a a city, and you just walk around, and people don't connect with each other as much. You don't connect as much with the staff, and it makes sense that you only saw the room steward four or five times. Can you imagine how many rooms there are to clean? And of course, it's cruising, so they're not. You know, they they're trying to be budget conscious. So, what do you think they're going to do? Double the wait staff? No, the or the. Uh, the housekeeping staff? No. They're just going to kind of, in a lot of ways, what they're probably going to do is try to put more on those who are there. And I'm not saying that, you know, they, they don't increase the staff at all. But at the same time, yes, I bet you they have a lot of rooms to get to, a lot of rooms to clean, and you're not going to see them as much. I'm interested to hear. Trevor, let me know what the difference is with the restaurants because I haven't done a lore. I've done Oasis. And uh, I would love to do a lore. I mean, I would love to do a lore at some point uh, if the stars aligned. But you know, I think it's pretty much for the most part the same as uh, Oasis. I even even Harmony and Oasis to me. Of course, Harmony was newer. It had the robotic bartenders. It had Wonderland. It had some key components. But as a whole, the ship really. They don't distinguish themselves between the two of them that much. Dazzles was the same. The boardwalk felt like it was the same, too, except for that slide sitting in the middle. Uh, you know, it was a lot of the same stuff. And it, listen, a lot of people will argue with me saying, you crazy, Harmony of the Seas over Oasis. It's 10 years difference in, uh, you know, how, how far apart they've been built. It's come along. So, But yes, but to the naked eye, I'm just saying, if you're just kind of looking and walking around the ship, there's not a ton. You really have the same feel on both ships. Uh Hello, Tommy. I am just back listening to your podcast after taking six months off because I was in a bad accident. Broken back, broken neck, multiple broken limbs. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I hope you're better. See, I am a lonely truck driver, and like most, I listen on these lonely long drives. I have a lot of catching up to do. I am not one of those people who can stare at a wall and listen to the radio. Anyway, okay, I got you. So you used to listen to me while you're on your drives. You're not going to just, you know, in your room put it on. I'm the same way. Same thing. I got a 25-minute commute to work to and from every day, so that's where I get most of my podcasts in as well. And then I throw on a couple of them to fall asleep to here and there. Anyway, when I got in the accident, a ton of people in our small little town showed up to support our family and dropped off food and money to help my family get by. We booked a Southern Caribbean cruise last year and had the brunt of it paid off before the accident. I told my wife that we would only cancel if we got into financial dire straits. That never happened, so we are still booked. We sail at the end of March and my wife is still feeling guilty that we didn't cancel and is wondering what the people who helped us out think. Uh, I told her that we never asked for help and that we shouldn't feel bad. Should we? I don't want to sound ungrateful. I am grateful for all the love and support 
and will support others that need it as well. I told her that we should just tell people that our uncle we knew were... <laughs> I told her that we should just tell people that her, our uncle we knew were, were, were... Tell people that our uncle we knew were booked and decided to pick up the tab. This way, she can post about it on social media and not feel bad. We decided the fictional uncle would be Uncle Tommy. Just a salute to you and your wonderful podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, P.S. We are on the we are the exact same age, and I love your back. I love your back in the day stories. Holy crap! Wow. So I am the guy, the fictional character that sent you guys on this cruise. First of all. I don't think you should feel bad. No, you shouldn't feel bad at all. Guilt-wise, no, you shouldn't. But I do see what you're saying in that, you know, these people are going to be like, we're helping them out because, you know, we thought they were in dire financial. First of all, I'm glad you're back to normal. I'm glad you recovered. That's the first thing. That's an awful thing that you had to go through, and it must have been a hell of a road back. So it must have been uh, stressful on you. It must have, you know, your family must have been heartbroken about that, and, uh, you know, what a great story that you're all the way back. So to me, good for you. You deserve a freaking cruise if anybody does. Uh, and then also, yeah, I could see some of the more salty, more whatever, you know, we all know those people. We all have them in our family where they have that jealous eye or whatever. Some of them, there may be some rumblings. You may hear a rumbling or two. Now, I'm not saying uh, you won't hear that. Having said that, I think you're completely justified taking this cruise. You're right. You did not ask for any money. What I would do if I were you, uh, yeah, you okay, so you have your story. You're going with Uncle Tommy. That's fine. And uh, I would just leak that out to a few people and then let it spread. And anybody who you're concerned about, maybe have that one-on-one talk. You want to make up a story? That's fine. But uh, if you wanted to be truthful with it, too, that's a route, too. So, like, you know, you go to you know the more reasonable ones that you actually care about what they think. And you say to them, hey, listen. Uh, we, we feel really weird about this. It's just been very trying on our family, and we're going to take this cruise. We had it booked before I was going to go, and uh, we had a, much of it, if not all of it, paid off. And uh, we decided that if it was physically possible for us to do this, we're going to go. And I hope it doesn't make it weird since I know you guys were so generous and gave us some some, some funds to kind of get us through. Uh I just, you know, I hope the optics aren't of it aren't too bad. And if anybody has a problem with that, I think that's probably somebody that, you know, you're going to have to just say, oh, well, with. But welcome back. I'm glad you're back listening, and, and I appreciate it. I don't have a name here. P.S. We are the exact same age, and we love your back-in-the-day stories. I got to pause this because if there's a name here, I want to... Dennis. Dennis. Thank you, Dennis, so much. I appreciate the email, and... uh glad to hear you are all recovered or getting there at least and i want you to have a great time on your cruise hey tommy big fan of your show i'm colton austin i'm 22 from the austin texas area i just wanted to say man i started listening to podcasts a week ago and since i also share a huge passion for cruising as well and your podcast was the first one i stumbled across i actually listened to it too um yeah sometimes the 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 sentence structure is a little off, but uh, 
I know I get the sentiment. I know what you're talking about. I'm just reading it as it is in front of me. I hop on my truck every morning, and the first thing I do is turn on the ABB podcast. Great way to start the day. We both share the same huge passion for cruising, and we cruise almost the exact same way. I'm a big cruise drinker as well, and also love to live in the moment and take in every little experience on a cruise. I always laugh listening to your podcast because me and my buddies will do the same thing when you refer to walking the promenade deck looking for some quote-unquote pockets. Uh, crying laughing emoji whenever my friends go on cruises i always get excited and ask them the details on their cruise where they're going port how long leaving out of where etc and give them the best tips i can offer like i'm a damn travel agent or something uh emoji crying laughing my friends always bust my chops because we are in a group chat and whenever someone brings up cruising i won't ever shut the hell up about it my buddy Heath and I went on a seven-day New Year's cruise. Oh, a New Year's cruise. I want to do one of those. Uh, on the Carnival Breeze for my 21st birthday at a Galveston, and it was one of the most memorable and fun weeks of my life. We actually met a group of people in the club on the first night, and we had such a good time, we ended up doing two out of the three port excursions with them. So I got back from the cruise and finally convinced my friends how fun it was, and now I have three of my buddies and I booked on a seven-day Carnival Vista in July, leaving from Galveston. It's Cozumel. Robotan, Belize, uh, and on uh, the itinerary. And let me tell you, this group is filled with a bunch of party guys who love to have a good time. And as you call them on your show, and like I do, the boozers. I can't wait. I'm a huge carnival guy because, like you said on your show, with them, I've never had a bad cruise. Because. Uh, there is no such thing. I'd love to hop on one of these group cruises with you and all, and all the group and all the group because from the stories you tell and the way you all cruise we would have an absolute blast but sorry to annoy you with the long paragraphs but I'm actually thinking about starting a cruise podcast and have my audience be the more younger and single crowd I can talk about ships slash my experiences and opinions for hours I guess you would call it the more millennial crowd because I believe cruising is a vacation for younger people is so as a vacation for younger people is so overlooked and underrated most young people that cruise I believe either go because they are with their families or with friends families I don't know you have been more cruises than I so you might see different but that's just what I've noticed and the more the people I've talked to are some of the coolest people I've ever met in my life have been on a cruise and I still talk to them to this day I believe that the single slash fun crowd is what makes our cruises so fun and why people like you and I enjoy them so much and if at least one person booked a cruise from the convincing of my podcast then I believe I've done my job but thank you for your time Tommy I would love to hear back from you and your opinion on it and further details on the group cruises who knows maybe one day we could share a conversation on the show also I'm going to donate to the Patreon account would love to support the show thanks again for your time and keep being you my friend Colton Austin first of all I can't even uh, <laughs> that's just a great name and that's a great email you know what I, ha- I told you last week we had a you know a great email regarding the uh, gentleman Al, I believe it was. So Al, shout out to you. Uh, this is close. This is right up there with that. I love seeing this young guy out of Texas 
bunch of buddies. Uh, you know, his buddies probably love cruising, but clearly Colton is a little bit more enthusiastic about cruising than the rest of his buddies, and he gets them all going. And it's just, I see what you're saying, man. Yeah, you got it. You got that. Once you get that fever and you get that itch, there's nothing you could do about it. And I'm excited to hear about your cruise, Colton. Let's definitely do it. I will absolutely uh, look forward to having you on the show and hearing about your Vista cruise. But you know what that means, though, Colton. I got to challenge you. You got to really go. I don't say do anything illegal. Don't get yourself in trouble, you know. But let's let's do the things for this one. Let's see what we're doing. Let's see where we're going. Let's try to, uh, you know, let's try to make some memories on this one because I would love to share some great, great, great cruise stories. You know, you walk that line. You walk that fine line of, you know, sort of getting in trouble. Nobody wants to go to cruise jail, but... You know, having fun on the high seas, especially, man, I wish I was, I, I wish I did. I wish I cruised when I was 22. Man, it would have been a great time. Still is a great time. I can only imagine, you know, what uh, you and your friends, what kind of, you know, trials and tribulations and stories you guys are going to come back with. And absolutely, Colton, let's have him on the show. And yeah, do a podcast, man. I would definitely check that out. Listen to it. Uh, you know, just just turn on the microphone. You know what I'm saying? Just turn on the microphone, see what happens, and then you make notes. You know what I mean? Don't necessarily advertise or promote it so much in the beginning. Learn your mistakes. Get through a couple of uh, episodes and you know, see what people like, see what people don't like, see what you think works versus what doesn't work. And then when you feel like you got a little bit of a comfort- level of comfortability with the show, then stop putting it out there. Get a social media page and put it out there. You, have, you got one listener right here, Colton. I'm in. I'm signed up. So definitely, I would uh, love to hear your podcast and uh good for you man that's a uh, that's a heartwarming email thanks colton we'll we'll, uh, we'll hear from you when you get back all right here we go next email three things okay we're just getting right into it here have you heard of the wine and crime podcast i know you occasionally comment on articles about cruising and would love to hear your take on their episode about cruise ship disappearances Woo. okay here's a link here i'm gonna check this out no i have not it made me want to gouge my eyes out for various reasons okay well, I don't want to gouge my eyes out. What are we What are we doing with the recommend here? The first 30 minutes should give it to you the gist of the topic and presentation style. Number two. Okay, so that's it on the Wine and Crime podcast. It's Wine and Crime, Disappearances, and You Want to Gouge Your Eyes Out. Got it. Okay, number two. Moving on. I've been on the Anthem of the Seas three times, once with the family and twice solo. I'm also booked on Anthem in March 2019. Okay, so there's a pattern here. This one, this person very much likes the Anthem of the Seas. Uh, also booked Anthem on March 2019 and March 2020. These upcoming cruises will take us from Bayonne to Port Canaveral, Nassau, and Coco Cay. I've been to Port Canaveral before, and there didn't seem to be much to do. Do you have any any suggestions on what to do that that aren't Disney theme park? Ooh, that's the kicker there. Ooh, that aren't Disney theme park things or the Space Center? No, the answer is no. There's not anything. <laughs> Let me think about this for a second. I'll get to the rest of your email. Let me think if there's something to do in uh, Port Canaveral. Uh, local restaurants or experiences. For example, I want to experience uh, the chill Floridian lifestyle. LOL. I also want to go to Key West and would like to hear about this port. Uh, number three. 
All right, I'll go back to that. Number three, although other cruise podcasters have covered it, I'd like to hear your take on uh, on affording cruise in terms of money and time, including solo passengers who pay different rates, how to cruise when you don't have a ton of vacation time, saving money on all the crap people sometimes buy to take a cruise. Uh, While we know you unpack in a workmanlike fashion, very good. That's a real listener right there, and I appreciate that. I'm curious about your packing theory. Oof, you don't want to know about my packing theory. Finally, I really enjoy your podcast. The long format is a great accompaniment that combats the drudgery of adulting, commuting to work, cooking, cleaning, etc. I continue to support you on Patreon and looking forward to your future work. Kim, man, that's great. I really, really, really appreciate that. So I'll go backwards here. First of all, on the Patreon, if you guys want to donate on Patreon, it's uh, always be booked. I'm sorry. It's patreon.com slash always be booked. What that is is an extra show a week, ideally. I'm not going to lie and act like I haven't missed a show every week here and there once in a while. But at the same time, this is ideally a way for you to support the show. It's $5 a month, and you get the extra show, and you get the satisfaction of knowing that you know I can keep this thing going and pay for some bandwidth and pay for my hosting site and pay for some of the things that I have to pay for uh, You know, in the whole game, upgrading equipment and things like that. So that's it. Um, and Kim is a Patreon subscriber. And I'll say the other thing about that. I am a little bit more. I got a little bit away from the deep personal stuff on here because this is a cruising podcast. And a lot of the kind of periphery fans don't necessarily want to hear that. So if you are kind of like a little bit of a, you know, I don't want to call it a super fan. But if you are an enthusiast, an extra enthusiast of always be booked and kind of like the wacky off the book, off the cuff stories, uh, you're going to get that. Um, you know, with me on Patreon, uh, more so than you will here. Here, it's going to be a little bit more of the nuts and bolts. And yeah, you're going to get your stories. You're going to get the wacky stuff. And of course, you're going to know who I am. I'm gonna, I can't help. I'm an overshare. But on the Patreon, it's just a little different. All right. So um, let's, let's go. Although other cruise podcasters have covered, I'd like to hear your take on affording cruising. So I cruise because it's a very affordable way to travel. That's one of the reasons, at least. I love it. It's kind of like you know what you're going to spend. You can spend extra. You don't ever really know what you're going to spend when you're going to Nashville for a weekend or Miami for the week or LA for a couple of days on a holiday. You know, you don't, you're going to, things are going to come at you. With cruising, you know what you're going to spend for the most part and then you could budget accordingly to pay for extras if you see fit. And if you do well in the casino, then yeah, even better. You you got a little more expendable cash. You reinvest it into your cruise experience. That's what I try to do when I, uh, when I win at least. Um, So, you know, Saving money? No, it's it's already a saving money thing. Like you 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 buy your you know your your toiletries and things like that. You pack in a workmanlike fashion. I don't know if I've ever packed for a cruise more than eight hours prior to my cruise. I don't even think about it. You know what I mean? I'm wearing my clothes. I do my last load of laundry, and then I pack for the cruise. And it's usually literally. 2 a.m. the night before I'm going to cruise or 2 a.m. the night before if I'm not cruising from home. It's 2 a.m. before the night I leave to wherever I'm going before I cruise. That's just what I do. I don't necessarily recommend it, but that's kind of how I do it. Um, I try to pack light. I think we all try to pack light and then we all kind of go into that suitcase with the whole same thing in mind. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So I think we're all on the same boat probably. There we go. Pun intended. Uh, That you know your idea of what you're going to pack and then what the bag looks like after you pack very very seldom is it lighter than what you think it's going to be it's always heavier than what you think it's going to be uh 
What are the save money things? Oh, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, well, maybe well I, there is a there is. A, I did do a show. If you go into the back episodes, it's how to save money on a cruise. I don't think much has changed since then, so I'll just refer you to that. And then from between now and then, I'll give you some thoughts uh, on it. Like, uh, you know, I think if you like to drink, get the drink package definitely because you're gonna you know save money, but also save peace of mind of just being able to go and order a drink without having to worry about what you sent spending on your sign and sell card or what your uh, you know what your limit is or things like that. Just the drink package. That's kind of like just it and forget it type thing um you know things like the drink package purchase it before you get on the cruise try to cruise out of if you're at all if you can cruise out of your home port you know what i mean especially if it's a ship you haven't been on or if you don't care what ship you go on uh cruise out of your home port sounds like you definitely do do that um everybody says book early you know booking early is 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 very good but i think the best deals you're probably going to get are last minute deals i'm flirting with the with the idea one of these cruises of just saving for a cruise setting aside a date to cruise setting aside a date you know and you got to give yourself a window maybe like a two or three week window setting aside that window and then not booking anything and then right at that window, seeing what's available last minute because there's some obscene last minute deals out there. And I think you do a lot better with them than you actually do from booking early in a lot of cases. Not all cases. Now, yes, if you want to be on the safe side and not be a dice roller like me, yeah, book early. But I think that you, you, if I've always looked for cruises and just whatever the price is, if you're going to look by lowest price, I always see the lowest priced ones. Oh, yeah, this is a low price, but you got to leave in eight days. Yeah, this is a low price. You got to leave in five days. You got to leave in four days. So I'm saying, I'm thinking about getting ready to go on a cruise at any moment, saving money for the cruise, and then booking last minute because I think that could be a great way to save money. All right, what else? Um, Packing theorists. I told you my packing theory. Uh, Solo passengers who pay different rates. Uh, There's definitely a a website called Cruise Plum where you can find out the cheapest way to cruise solo. If you want to cruise solo also, definitely go in a Norwegian, one of the newer ships, and they have solo cabins. I think... uh, a good amount of them do. Some of the Royal Caribbean ones do as well. Just uh, studio cabins, solo cabins. Uh, you don't have to pay the rate, the, um, what is it, the surcharge on that. And, uh, you know, that's that's a good way to do it. On Norwegian too, like I said, you, you just cruise on Norwegian, you're not cruising solo because they force you. It's almost like you want them to leave you alone after a while. They're up your ass. Like the guy Romeo was the solo single cruisers coordinator. Say that 11 times fast. But he was just all over you. Like he, he if, if you don't show up to some, God forbid you don't show up to some. Thomas, where were you? We had brunch at Margaritaville. You know, what's going on? I think I said that before already on this podcast. I didn't record this the same day as I did the Cassie interview, but I think I repeated myself for that. I do apologize, but I think I said that to Cassie as well on the interview. Um, but it, that's real. That's that's what happens. So definitely take advantage of that if you want to do that. Um, money and time. Time always, I don't need to be the first person on the ship. I take my time. I'm usually at the hotel pool or chilling or whatever. And I like to get there towards the end. Nobody wants to be the last one on the ship. I prefer to have a clear, unobstructed line to that cruise ship. And it's definitely worth it for me to wait an extra two and a half hours till people are cleared out before i get on that ship a hundred percent you don't want to miss the ship but that's kind of what i do to save some time uh all right so let's talk uh central florida yeah 
Cocoa Coco Beach, which is, you know, so the ironic, you have Coco Key, Coco K, sorry, and uh, you have uh, Port Canaveral. You just said the two things that are most popular to do. You don't want to go to a Disney park. They do have Universal. Uh, or you said theme park, so that's out too. You don't want to go to... Um, you don't want to go to uh, um, a Space Center either. So what I would say, you have Cocoa Beach. Now, yes, it is a broke-ass beach when it comes to Florida. If you were on Long Island, this would be one of the most beautiful beaches there is, or a lot of the beaches in you know Northeast. But you're in Florida, so Cocoa, uh, sorry, Cocoa Beach, which is in Port Canaveral, which is in Cocoa. Uh, it, what's Cocoa Beach is the name of the town too. This is confusing because you have Cocoa K on your itinerary. Not to be confused. To eat in that area, very simple: either grills or fish lips. Good seafood right near the cruise port. You don't have to go too far, but you know that's kind of right where where it is. It's everything's right there. Um, I lived in Orlando for a little over how long? year almost two years i don't i can't even keep track anymore but there's the orlando's orlando's a fun town uh i don't think you necessarily i don't even think they take you if you want to take an uber to downtown orlando downtown orlando's a fun time there's a lot of rooftop bars there's a lot of cool things to do in orlando but and it's just you're going into a regular city a cool city and you're going to some bars so i don't know if you want to do that yeah you probably want to stay if you want to do bars and drinks stay right by the port and those two restaurants grills or fish lips that's it uh if you go to Cocoa Beach, with the actual beach, which they'll have an excursion for, you can kill a lot of time at the beach. There is restaurants in that area, places to eat, cool places to eat, nice time. You can go to um, Coconuts. And uh, you also have the Ron John Surf Shop. Now, I would said the same thing. Like Everybody's telling me to go to the Ron John place. This is an actual a surf store as a destination for a cruise ship. It's not really, but it is more than I expected it to be. It's a very, very large store with a lot of cool shit in it, and it's got a couple of like it's very big. So you could kill a good hour and a half in Ranjan, no problem, and then you kill another couple hours on the beach, and then you're having something to eat, and you relax, and you chill, and then it's time to go back to the ship. You could do that as well. You could also go, you know, you don't have to do theme parks, but you can take the uh, transportation, take the transfer over to uh, Universal Studios, nothing to do, and this is what I would recommend, nothing to do with Universal Studios, the theme park, but you go to Universal City Walk, and it's just a nice place to be. You have Margaritaville, you have uh, karaoke bars, you have a big giant movie theater, you have the, one of the best donut shops you'll ever walk into in your life. You have the Chocolate Factory, which is just a regular restaurant, two levels. It's like a you know an old school theme restaurant, and it's got chocolate on everything. It's got like chocolate mole wings. It's got chocolate stout beer. Um, you know, it's it, City Walk. You're walking around. You could walk. You could you can kill a lot of good time walking around City Walk in Orlando. And uh, you know, it's just the same transfer that you would take if you were going to um, Universal Studios. But I recommend that too. What else in Orlando? You could do the I Drive circuit. If you want to go to the Orlando Eye, which is right near the restaurant and bar that I ran, uh, that's no longer around. You know, they have a sugar factory there. They have the Orlando Eye. They have an aquarium. They have a Madame Tussaudau. 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 Madame Tussaudau. Madame Tussaudau. 
the wax museum place they have that um you can go to the place called tin roof that in area that area right there is chain restaurant row but they all do it good like it's good and they also put a new attraction there which is a giant uh, what do you call it? It's not a. Is it a? Is it a tilt a whirl? What's that thing where you sit in the chair but you hang it from the string and then they whip you around and then you're like kind of flying through the air on from like a, a cord? They have one of those, but it's a next level one. You're doing it regular like normal, and then all of a sudden they shoot you like a half a mile into the sky and you're doing it now too. It's sick. It's crazy. The Orlando Eye is cool. Um, also in Orlando, in Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. There's some good barbecue spots in Cocoa Beach if you want to stay in that area too. If you like barbecue, um, I think they will. They offer a um, tour, a what do you call it, a Everglades tour, where you could do like one of those airboats. Yeah, big deal. You could do a fishing trip. You could learn to surf there on the beach too. They'll give you surfing lessons, this and that. Listen, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell you? Uh, if you're not going to go to the Disney parks, or you're not going to go to uh, the Port Canaveral, um, the uh, Cape Canaveral Space Center, Kennedy Space Center, no, there's not a ton of stuff to do. But you had, you'd ask for restaurants. Either if you're doing restaurants, you want to stay local, grills or fish lips, or take the transfer. It's like 30 bucks, 25 bucks, 25 bucks. Bolt and you get a is it the 25 bucks I might have made that up I think it's like 25 30 bucks and you get a round trip ticket to uh, Universal City Walk and that's what I would do if I were you I would go to Universal City Walk and enjoy the restaurants and bars in that area and uh, you know you got into the town a little for not a lot of money alright what else do we got is that it for the emails uh, no it's not we have another one Another one from Trevor. All right. Hey, Tommy. I have done five cruises on Allure, Oasis of the Seas, Norwegian, uh, NCL Jewel, and Carnival Breeze, and the Paradise. Uh, all have been on balconies, but one, which was an ocean view. I love to cruise, and I am a cruise junkie. My wife likes to cruise, but likes having a balcony. I need some points to convince her to go with an inside cabin so that we can cruise more often. Any ideas or points that I can use to convince her? Uh, love the show. Keep it the good work. Boat drinks, and shout out to all the cones. There you go. Cones? Trevor, saying what's up to you guys. Trevor, you said one already. Uh, you can cruise more often. Seem to me that's the best, and, uh, the best reason to get an inside cabin is that it's more affordable and that you can cruise more often uh another good reason is because you know you'll get um a good good night's sleep if you shut shut it down you really get a good night's sleep it's blacked out you don't necessarily have to worry about that sun creeping in uh in the morning i would also say a good strategy to go with trevor is tell her let's book let's book the inside cabin Let's book the inside cabin. Let's lock it in. Here's my strategy. And Tommy at Always Be Booked said this too. Book the inside cabin and then we could always upgrade because a lot of times they don't sell that well. Uh, sometimes they won't sell that well. And that's not necessarily a lie. And it's not necessarily the truth. It's somewhere in the middle. You're basically saying that uh, let's book the inside cabin and then uh, we'll upgrade later because a lot of times the deals get better as they don't sell. And then... Oh well, the deal. If the deal gets better, then book the inside. The deal gets better. Book the inside cabin. Win win. And if the deal does not get better, you're in an inside cabin, and you say, "Honey, listen, it jumped up too much. We can't take it." And then you've saved your money. And then all of a sudden, now it's two and three cruises a year instead of those ones. And that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, Trevor. Appreciate the email. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, 
We do. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the interview with Cassie. We're going to have a Patreon coming in tomorrow. Guys, as usual, find me Always Be Booked everywhere on social media, across all platforms, Always Be Booked. Please subscribe on iTunes. Most best way you can help this show is by sharing it with somebody, sharing it with a cruise group that you're in on, on Facebook, and spread the love. We will always remember you guys, the ones who started it all. We appreciate that. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening, guys. Boat Drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where we'll all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You can worry You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from